Hello and welcome to the Legends of Tabletop podcast. We're going to be talking about character building tonight um, with the redesign, kind of, the expansion, the, the new version of Corthula that's been coming out or I'm sort of working on. Uh, a lot of these questions and things sort of um, become more imperative when we talk about like design, concepting, stuff like that. Um, it's just kind of the way we play with things. Um, so we want to grab a couple of our best players. We're two players short. Um, hopefully Jesse's going to show up a little bit later. Kurt's feeling a little bit under the weather. Uh, but I want to have these folks introduce themselves and we'll jump into some character stuff. I look forward to Jesse kicking in the door triumphantly to the call. <laughs> uh, my, my name is John Neary. I, I played in a I played in a bunch of the stuff with... With, with John and, and freshly with Leslie, and it's been very, very fun. Did I do it? I think so. <laughs> we can fix it in post. Ah, damn it! <laughs> That's a classic answer, right? Uh, hello, everyone. My name is Leslie. Um, I also love playing with these guys. I don't know which way I am, with, but yes. <laughs> John and John. That's easy, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, I mean, I've done some other um, live uh, live games, but this one's the only one I'm playing currently with you guys on, in course. So, I'm excited today to talk about some character stuff. And I'm Kevin, and I've played and run a bunch of games for both of the Johns. And so, it's just had quite a bit of fun over the years. So, having a new system to play and jumping into that's been been really good and i think we've uh i the, the stuff we've done in the system has been really good that i've run and played and so i'm i'm happy that to be involved in it and to meet leslie uh, other than just chatting on discord so <laughs> <laughs> i got the cthulhu game kevin remember mm-hmm. yeah, yeah that's right yeah we're, we're getting at leslie and some and some other stuff <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> All right. So I mean, I guess to maybe softball a little bit to to kind of getting you know getting started here. Um, do you have a certain um, proclivity to character creation? You know, point buys, rolling dice. Uh, you know, some of the more narrative systems. I guess there's there's not any of those things. Like, what do you what do you sort of uh, in for for that stuff um right like there's almost typically two ways to build a character you kind of start with a story or start with some stats right and i mean that's probably oversimplification and definitely depends on system but i feel like both work fine i don't ever have a problem going either direction i think more often than not i start with what do i do right Mm -hmm. and 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 that's just that's just, that's my personality, right? I like to have a purpose. So I like to know what I do in this world that kind of makes me, that's my thing. That's what makes me special or whatever. So I usually start there. And then, you know, stats, I know some people like to play characters who maybe aren't good at what they're supposed to do. Like they (laughs) enjoy that. I don't. (laughs) I'm frustrated. I want to be useful. I want to be useful because most of the time, in most RPGs, it is a group activity where we are working together to accomplish something. And if you are incompetent for all the time, not sometimes, sometimes it's funny and it's fun, 
Yeah. And and that's great because we you know fallible characters are great, but if you're always unable to do it, then I, I don't I don't like that as much. So and so I, then I'm like building stats, and then and then a lot of times I dive into the story then, and gosh, I'm just looking for inspiration everywhere, right? Like movies, ooh. books, whatever. I think the the point by one is good because then you're not. Uh, and I think to what Leslie was saying. So if you have a dice roll and those are your stats. And you want to do something, but your stats tell you you can't do it. That's kind of a bummer if you have something in your mind. So I think the point by, and that's kind of what we've been playing a lot, even before core was a lot of, yeah. a lot of point by ones, not going by dice roll. Yeah. Um, so that, that helps if you're that, I'm going to play this type of character and then build it out from there. Yeah. Um, I think me personally, I think the, the, the past few games and the big long ones that we've played, I've kind of just saw what everyone else was going to pick to do and just go from there. Yeah. You're <laughs> like, I'll do what everybody else is not. Or what, whatever, what, what do we need? Right. Yeah, I think I'll I'll plug like the hole. <laughs> yeah. I think our rogue trader game, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to build this character. And that's what Jesse had. And it was a better character. And I'm like, well, I guess we need someone to fly this thing. So I'll be the, <laughs> you know, so, but to me, not to be wishy-washy, I'm like, well, I'll just you know, fit into whatever, whatever, not to metagame, you know, whatever we need or whatever is lacking mm-hmm. kind of thing. And that's kind of the way I go about it is I'll sit back and because everybody usually has a, a strong opinion on what they want to be. And to me, I'm like, it's not what they do. It's more the character that I build out of it to me yeah. is more important. You know, if I'm, you know, the, the muscle up front or the brains in the back, it doesn't really matter. I'll build it out from there, but I'll have an idea. And maybe it's visual for me. I'll think of a picture of, I think some of the games we played, you know, that old picture of John Kerry, I'm like, okay, that fits in with being an aristocratic <laughs> doctor guy or the character I'm playing now is, you know, the Kurt Russell from, from the thing. I'm like, oh, that fits in perfectly. So I'll mm-hmm. from that. So maybe I'm a bit more visual than, than yeah. the, 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 you know, the thinking it first out. I think also like all these things, uh, you know, it, it, you're trying to make a cohesive group of some variety, unless you want a lot of conflict in your game, which yeah. I don't, <laughs> I mean, not between, not a whole bunch between the characters. Like sometimes it builds over time and it can be fun and interesting when it springs up during the game. And it's kind of like just a result of the interactions and things that are going on too much of that bad, but a little bit is good. It's like spice, mm-hmm. but, but, but in general, when you're starting the beginning and you, and people have different roles and you're trying to fit a role in, you're you're sort of making a cohesive group that maybe works well together, right? Yeah, you don't want them all to die the first. <laughs> yeah, first time yeah, like you're out. you're creating some structure that makes it kind of like this is the mesh, the bones that are going to hold this, and we're going to fill it with all the good juicy bits. But this is going to be the the structure, the game structure of this group that makes them work well together, so that we can then build on that with their actual relationships. You know, mm-hmm. so. It all makes sense. I've always had more fun in games where not so much that if the characters are all made together, but we're all made with the setting in mind so much so that it's like if if the character fits into the setting and all the players, all the players are making characters that fit into the setting and into that particular world or whatever, it's always is more fun. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. So just having that in the back of my mind is how I've, I've always like with the you know the, the midnight game. It, it started from reading the midnight setting. Yeah. And that was and there was like well what what talks what what's speaking to me? Well that the orc character is the, was like boom, <laughs> and then he just you know he went from there and. Yeah. You know, I, I did point by because none of that, none of that essentially mattered. It was more about what it, what I was in that environment. That's right. All. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah I, the, There's the, one way to do it. The, the random like random character, like DCC stuff or, you know, dice rolling, things like that. I absolutely despise <laughs> because, like you said, if you have an idea, yeah. well, you're limited then by whatever the random thing that you roll is. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I can't abide that. Like, usually when I come in, I have some idea, maybe, you know, like John said, if it's because of the setting or because we're, you know, kind of kicking things back and forth. Like, oh, what are you interested in in this in this particular game world? Like, what, what speaks to you? Like, oh, you like that? Okay, well, maybe I'll do this. Does anybody else want to do that? Kind of like Kevin and, and sort of fill in the roles and then point by to build that out so that the character is useful because ultimately we're playing a game and you have to be able to do things but <laughs> so, so, but there's a difference between like being bad at the thing you're supposed to do right which yeah. is just a okay yeah it might be a good role playing choice but it's not right but having a flaw or or some character nuance then that like oh well yeah I'm a super powerful wizard but like you know, I have a phobia about fire, right? So, like, I can't take any fire smoke or whatever. Like, then it adds more nuance. There's a flaw. There's a role-playing hook for you to jump into. And it's not like, well, I'm a wizard, but my int is seven. So, yeah, like, yeah, I know one that. spell yeah. at ten. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. just, it's dumb. It's just not yeah. a good decision. <laughs> <laughs> and I think to take that example that John mentioned, that that happened and I took that character that was just filtered out of whatever fell out from random luck. And my daughter was starting to get into playing. So I took this silly character that came out of it. And I said to her, this is what I'm stuck with. What am I going to do? And we joked around and built a character out of that. Mm-hmm. So that to me, it was like, okay, well, yeah, this, this was all down to dumb luck and chance that this came out. But okay, let, let's see what we can do with it. And, you know, we had a lot of fun doing it that way, building that out. But yeah, yeah it, 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 you have to be in a mindset to be in that kind of funnel where, because most people have an idea of what they want to do and what they want to play. Yeah. You know, personality or what they want to do. And, you know, just having it come up, unless it's a quick one night game, you know, just to get to an end, yeah. you know. Well, I have, I have two pet peeves when it comes to character creation like in terms of just like the group scenario, right? And one side is on the character build side, we'll say, and the other side is on character personality or story side, right? So on the character build side, just, you know, having been in groups and dealt with lots of games, running games, being in games, dealing with personalities, if the character, if you are not cognizant and don't care, like... There's a rogue. There's already a rogue in the group. There's a paladin. There's already a paladin in the group. But you insist, you absolutely must play. And you don't differentiate the character build enough that you're both kind of playing the same character. You're sort of stealing somebody else's fun and thunder, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's kind of, it's selfish. And I'm like, I think it's the selfish aspect sometimes that when I run into certain situations and I'm like, 
Now we got to think about the group as a whole. Like it's important to care about how much fun everyone else around you is having because mm. that's part of your fun. It should be, mm. or you're kind of crazy. <laughs> you know, like that's maybe not okay. You know, it's it's certainly not going to build a good group for the long term if you're going to play more than like a one shot, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think it's important to care enough to, like you said. Where, where is everybody, where's, where are they finding their niche, right? What are they going to do? How are they going to do it? You know, and I'm going to do something a little different on the other side, personality and like story wise, man, there's always got to be at least one chaos bunny and as a DM. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, you know, like I, I, I have had somebody destroy a game and everybody stopped playing because there was one person who just was like my character the way i'm going to play my character oh i hate those words like this is what my character would do mm-hmm. i hate gross. those words. <laughs> so gross. Yeah. but they they're so attached to a concept which includes i don't care about people around me i'm going to do what i want to do if you play that character at some point it's going to cause enough chaos that it really will mess up a group mm-hmm. it really can you know, and and I've seen it and experienced it, and it was not fun for anybody on either side of the, you know, screen, as it were. Yeah. So those are my those are my don'ts. <laughs> <laughs> it's so important to to communicate that on the onset, like if you're going to run a game, you know, like yeah. that's. I think it's what is it session zero? Yeah, session whatever. zero is so important. Yeah. Like right off the bat, I mean, I I I don't know. Like this is going back years when this was such a larger part of of like my day to day was. Uh, it you you'd sit down and you would say, well, here's here's the game. This is before anybody even touched a character sheet, and just you know, th- this is this is the expectation here, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, but the, the, I, I found there was you know very few instances where people weren't creating characters of oh, this is what I want to do, and this is what my character would say, not because they were just so insistent on being what they wanted to be, regardless of what was going on around them, it was because they like literally didn't think of it that way yeah. you know so when that when that on on the, on the onset if you explain like this is going to be so much better if everybody <laughs> if we just like kind of talk about everything beforehand and say all right and then like you, you find that something you want to do comes off of that and it just naturally fits in so yeah. that's that was another that's another thing that i've i've noticed too it's like a lesson learned <laughs> yeah I think that, that's to the person who runs it right so yeah. what's the setting what's the year is it reality or fantasy or whatever you know making sure you get that out there because um you know to make sure that everybody's expectations going in are like john said that fits into what the person running it wants it wants it to be there's no use showing up to a gunfight with a knife kind of thing you know you got to make sure it fits in with everything else or yeah or you end up being the chaos character by accident or someone's doing it purposefully and then in that session zero you can kind of nip that in the bud and say yeah you're not going to do that because it's not going to be fun for anybody except you you're you know (laughs) yes or or that chaos character is born out of that process so that it actually works if if that happens to me that that's more fun right if a whole bunch of roles ends up saying this character is going to be a pain (laughs) then everybody knows that not someone going going I'm going to be a pain. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you got to get by him. Interesting connections come out of that too. It's like, what's everybody's relationship to this to this nut? You know, it's like, and that and that just just makes it better. It just makes it better. I mean, that's what just looking at the sheet that Johnny 
process around it's like finding motivation drives and life shapers like that's all that that's all that wrapped into those three concepts like your motivations can be can be off the wall but if everyone knows that from the onset then they can kind of like weave all that together so yeah. that it's like well, your motivations are this way mine kind of skew this way but i can bring you back in yeah. you know and just like in games we've played recently like that's that's literally kind of you know the Nash character, and that's yeah. to me that that's that makes it way more fun. Way more I feel interesting. Like you, need, you, the player, need the soft skills to to recognize your impact and to have those conversations where everybody gets buy in. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and to sort of like feel it feel it out. And if there is a point where it's like, okay, sure, this is what my character would do, but you realize. I'm going to make everybody miserable. Just don't. <laughs> like it's, it's okay. Like sometimes, sometimes you have to put the greater good as it were, like yeah. the group good kind of over like those kind of thoughts and ideas. And oh yeah. If you have an idea of a character you want to play, that just doesn't feel like it'll fit in with everyone else. Yeah. You've got to step back and say, okay, either I'll shelve this character for another game. Cause invariably we're all going to play another game, right? Yeah. So that character's yeah. not going to go to waste. Yeah. Or, right. you know, or kind of modify that. And I think I've been lucky because I think everybody that we play, mm-hmm. you know, you guys all have, uh, you know, when you, when you build a character, you build it with personality. And so you can see pretty much up front, this is what this character is going to be. And to me, that's fun from my standpoint, because I can hear what everyone else is doing and I can slot in a character that kind of fits into that mm-hmm. because everybody yeah. like I think both the Johns are really good at I have an idea and I'm going to fully flesh out this character. And to me, that's fun. It's like, OK, let them run with theirs and I'll flesh out my character, you know, yeah. coming. Right. It, whether that's because I'm a late joiner to the group. Well, late joiner Christ, John, is it like five or six years <laughs> It's just like eight years, yeah, right? Kevin. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, but also I. I to me, I'm more comfortable. I'm not comfortable being. I, I don't. I, the characters I create, I, I have more fun when I do that kind of, you know, that putty in between is, you know, tying it all together. Not that, like, but that my character can be something that everyone else hasn't already done, right. and we're we're missing something, or there's a void, or there's a hole. You know, we need someone that can throw a spell or shoot a gun or whatever. Yeah. Um, my character could do that, and I'll just you know mold it around that. You're the, the our glue. <laughs> but I don't want it to sound like that, right? Because then that sounds really silly. I'm, I was just like, okay, someone forgot to take a healer. I'll be the healer, or you know that. Kind of <laughs> <laughs> well, you're the kind of player that DMs love. Because <laughs> <laughs> you said it's supposed to be fun, right? Yeah. If I'm gonna if I'm gonna stay up late and play, I want it to be fun. I don't want it to be a slog. Yeah, you know that kind of thing. We're all here to to enjoy it, and you know when I've run games it's been fun because everybody, you know, the characters they build, they come in with the way the characters act, you know, the way the characters look, you know, everybody, the way the characters sound, um, you know, it, 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 it makes it fun for me running it because then I know everybody has a really good idea of what they want to do. So you, for, if you're running a game, it makes it a bit easier because if you're stuck somewhere or if you're thinking in your mind, I can't get them from A to B. Invariably, they're going to get us from A to B because they'll come up with something, and it's always yeah. something the last thing you think of, which yeah. is fun because they've thought it through, you know, quite right. well. They're sort of inhabiting their characters well enough that they can, yeah. they live in this world and they can move in it 
and they can move the story along just from how seated they are in that environment. They're and that, that's a cheat sheet if you're running a game because you go, oh crap, I forgot to do that. They'll <laughs> yeah. do it for you some way. Yeah. So you like, oh, I like your idea. Let's go with that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I don't see that as a as a cheat. I know that's probably you know just like in yeah. fun, but like that's that's part of the whole experience. Exactly. Is like, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's it's and, it, and when that ha- that's fucking. That's magic. It is magic. When that happens. Yeah. Because I've got the, we went to a con last year and I got the Icewind Dale and the book is gigantic. And, (laughs) you know, there are times when you run a run a game like that, or you just want to run a game where you're like, okay, I got one page of ideas. (laughs) Let's see where this goes because we're going to go there. You know, I, I knock on wood. I don't think there's ever been a time when we've played whoever's been running it where we've got to the point where like, we're stuck now what do we do and you have to wave your hand to try to get past it because yeah, as we said you may have an idea of what everybody's going to do and they're going to do the exact opposite to me that's fun because then they know that they have control of their characters and they've thought it out it just wasn't a well i took six dice and i've rolled them and this is what the character is so yeah. you know they're invested in the character yeah. well one of the things that you said like you know we come to the table and have like a fully fleshed out character and a whole concept and and Usually that's true, but in Kurt's game, in our noir game that that uh, we're playing over at the MFG cast, um, my initial concept for the PI was kind of like, you know, full Sam Spade, just kind of dickish, you know, sort of, you know, hot, you know, whatever. But then, like, once we started playing he was never that like we got like two sessions in and I said, Kurt, we have, we have to change these life shapers. Cause this isn't like, this isn't going to work. I'm not playing him that way. Like this isn't, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. And I love him and he's great. And I think everything that's happened has happened for the best, but it wasn't really my idea when I went in, mm-hmm. uh, it yeah, completely shifted. Yeah. Sometimes the character is, it becomes something you don't plan yeah. and that can be really cool. Yeah. I like that. And That's I, one of my favorite things when it happens. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I, it was so, but I, but I think it speaks to like, you know, so do you, do you typically play like a certain type? Like I certainly have a type that I play uh, with, with Huxley being the exception to that, you know, trying to make him as innocent and useless and uh, just sort of, you know, you do it. Uh, you could be just really good. Totally different than all the other characters. Like you know, usually it's you know the the regular hero type who does the things and is good at all the stuff. And like Hoxie was like, I didn't take fighting, I didn't take shooting, I didn't take survival, didn't take any of the things that would be useful in a post-apocalyptic <laughs> setting. And it's been a blast to play that because it's so far removed from the things that we typically do, or I typically do, I guess. Um, I think the setting really plays into that also. What what are you playing? What type of game are you playing? Mm-hmm. And that's always the first thing I think of is okay, what kind of game are we playing? And then, you know, as you say, kind of kind of slot the character in from there. Um and just feeding off and it is it's the bouncing off everyone else. And I think you know, it's that session zero is, I think that's a lot of fun when we do it because we are kind of mapping out whether that's a session zero that we're doing in front of the camera mm-hmm. or a session zero where we're just chatting back and forth through emails or order discord or whatever. You know, I think to me, I get a lot of, I get a lot of value out of that for the character. So I'll have an idea or what I want to do. 
But then that may change and morph, like Leslie says, even before the game's played. That may change because well, that's was it the old was it Traveler that you could like die before you mm-hmm. even get out of character, Jen? Yeah. You know, th- that part of it just keep having the character completely change just by talking it before you even, you know, start playing. To me, that's a fun part of it too, because as you said, it's, it's, you know, we're here to have fun and play and you don't want to be, you don't want to be the the pebble in everyone's shoe character unless that's what it turns out to be or it needs to be that kind of thing. So as long as everyone else is happy and smiling, saying, yep, this is what we got, then, you know, to me, that's good. Well, that was Zhao. (laughs) (laughs) Zhao was the pebble. Well, uh, well, yeah, because that you know, that goes back to the the funnel, right? What what came out the other end, yeah, really wasn't the, you know what anybody was thinking, and we I think we both took different paths to that of like, okay, I have a big raven character thing, so I'll, let's see what my daughter thinks, and she because it was either that or what what was my other character a turtle, so I was I down so. to either being a turtle oh. or a kenku, right. and my daughter said that's the funniest thing ever. You have to play <laughs> one of these, right? Because that's what are the chances? I'm like, okay, well, well, let's have some fun with that. Or yeah, if you have something in your mind that you just can't see getting past it, which is what happened, I, I, I can't work with this, then it shouldn't be a big deal, right? It should be like, okay, well, I had this character. It ain't going to work. Yeah. It, you know, it should be, okay, well, then <clears throat> just create a new one because it's not going to be fun for you and you're not going to make it fun for me running it because you're not enjoying yourself. Right. Sorry, Leslie, I didn't mean to cut you off. <laughs> no, no, you're fine. I just, I wrote down something and I was going to add it because this is just kind of like a rule for myself, right? And it sort of has like, it has multiple angles, but basically it's like, don't be perfect unless you're being perfectly annoying and don't be annoying unless you can be charmingly annoying and people <laughs> still want to hang out with you. <laughs> Right. And I feel like a perfect example for those of you who broke down and watched the D&D movie like me is Reggie Jean Page's paladin character in that movie. Right. He's the epitome of just like perfect. Right. Because he is in, you know, all the characters he's played in other stuff. That's him. Right. He's perfect. But he's he's so perfect. He's annoying, which, you know, is going to be a drawback. People are going to treat him like, God, you're such an annoying prick. But then at the same time, he's kind of charming and he's definitely handsome. So he's got a lot going for him, right? Well, he's you a paladin, right? Hang out with him. This is the argument I always have. It's paladin. He kick ass and he does. Guy, right? yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's super powerful. So like that's kind of like that balance of like sort of knowing – how do I put this? Like how to build a character that's going to be engaging and interesting, not overly perfect, not too annoying – but but like a mixture, like nobody's kind of all one thing, you know what I mean? Like you're you're a mixture of things. So I think I think kind of like playing with that and 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 sort of knowing knowing where to draw the line because I've known some people who created characters they were like I'm going to be so annoying. And I was like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. you know, and like a little bit of that, like it's spice, it's spice. Yeah. A lot of those things are spice. A little bit is fantastic. And if that is all you do, then at some point we're all just going to be like. Okay. Well, it's flat too, right? It's one note. Like if that's if that's the thing that defines the character, then like, okay. But yeah, like what what is that adding then at that point? Yeah, yeah. Right. So, do you guys have like any rules about like when you're making a character and you're kind of like in that frame of mind? Are there certain things that you're like, I do not do X Y Z, and this is why? 
I don't do voices because I have a horrible accent to begin with. So I think I'm the only one. I think I'm the only one out of all of us that doesn't do voices. So. Fucking everyone else is great at it. So I'm like, I'm not even going to take it. I'm not even going to try. <laughs> Other than that, it's all to me. It's it's all open, right? Everything else is wide open. And I don't. I don't mean to keep harping on it, but I think <clears throat> from a fantasy standpoint, that that the, the character you were explaining tends to come out more in fantasy settings to me, I think, sure, right? Sure. You know, if you're playing twenties, you know, you're not going to be, you could play that kind of thing, but those stereotypical, you know, the paladins, the annoying goody, goody, the whatever that seems to come out more in, in kind of a fantasy sure. setting, like a classic fantasy setting. Because yeah. if you're doing like, you know, a, a real world setting, no matter what the time, you have examples of what you can do, how people acted or what they did. So you don't, you don't get that, that flat, like John was saying, that flat kind of standard, this is how you're going to play it. Yeah. Well, if you guys haven't watched the movie, his character is my absolute fave. I loved it. <laughs> I laughed so hard. It was really good. <laughs> Maybe I'll go see it. <laughs> Listen, it, it's just fun. I'm just going to say it. It's just fun. <laughs> Well, if it's if it's anything like the Mummy or Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, just yes. that kind of yeah, it's a good kind rock. of yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, never it's, another it's dollar. <laughs> I, listen, I respect it. I totally understand it. So, <laughs> all right, John, do so you have an answer to my question? Though it's your turn. So I don't. I'm like Kevin. I don't think there's anything that really is off the table. Um, you know, again, based on what other people are finding interesting, you know, what use is a character going to have in the setting and within the party and that like, you know, limitations as far as that stuff goes, you know, if, if, you know, if Kevin had wanted to be the rogue trader in our rogue trader game, then obviously I would play something else. I wouldn't, it was a thing that we discussed going into the game do we even want to have someone who's the captain because that sort of sets uh, a certain groundwork of like well if if i say it then we're gonna do it or are we not gonna do that so like whenever you know we were in doing things and needed to make decisions it would always be okay what do you guys think you know like this is what i propose where are you guys at as opposed to oh well i'm the rogue trader so clearly we're just gonna do this thing and you guys have to do it because no one told I me not to play the rogue really trader. you know because we knew you didn't want to be the focus of that right and I think we played a pretty good Greek chorus, some of us more than others, right? Because you had that, <laughs> your character had that specific rubs with some of the other Kinda characters, right? And I think we played it out really well yeah. that, okay, John's in charge, he's but he's the first among equals kind of thing almost. And it was, you know, a lot of snide, backhanded yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff to him, which right. was fun, right? Because we played it. Yeah. So, you know, John is the, is the boss character, but the boss character who was always getting sniped at. So he started getting paranoid. Then he yeah. started trying to talk to, well, you're my buddy, right? On the side, <laughs> you know, you're going to make sure you watch my back and I'll watch yours. So, you know, you know, we played it as a, okay, you don't want to be the my way or the highway kind of thing. And we changed it from there to everybody was always sniping at it one way or another. And mm -hmm. you make some side, you know, some side, you know, so, you know, finding some buddies on the side behind everyone else's back to make sure no one gets the upper hand. Yeah, I, I had Jesse had played an, uh, an arch militant, which is like the soldier type. And he wound up 
We don't know that he actually got killed, but he freaked out and disappeared. So I wind up assuming his crew, his his like squad that was around him. And then Kevin became my number two over the course of the game. And then Jesse and another John, um, different John, uh, just were forever just like fucking sniping and sniping. And it was such a great interplay over the course of, of the mm-hmm. game that just it came out organically, which was, was great. And it was just it was so much fun. And the and Bessie played the religious characters like well you know you're you're straying a bit I'm gonna have to you know yeah, yeah, whip yeah. you back into line <laughs> but playing it very shittily which was really fun yeah. and it was all it was always directed at John's character and you know so that was you know, it, it did work. it was it was a lot of fun all the different you know changes of who's supporting who or you know who's talking behind who's back it was really fun yeah that's cool what about you John. Oh, uh, so, you, so so the so the question is: that there Are there things that I that would be stay away from? Well, when you're going to make a character, you're just like, no, I've seen this, I've watched this, this is on my I do not do list. Like, you know, anything like that that you kind I of think like, I've ever run into that situation. It's all it's. I mean, I, if anything, I try to play. I try to put. I try to play characters that I wish I was more like. <laughs> you know, like, or like yeah. the, the aspects of them that I wish I was more like. So, like, if I if I try to keep anything out of it, is I, I try to keep things about myself out of it. <laughs> Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, but the but, part of the personality you either amplify or turn down, right? You know, yeah. I I like this about myself. I'm going to play this character and like turn it up to eleven, or I don't like this about myself, but I'm going to play that just for you know just for kicks, just to see. You know, that kind yeah, of it always it always comes from like whatever whatever system or game we're playing. It's it, I don't start out like that. I always start out by like I said, you know, what's the setting? What's what's going to be fun here? And then they start to like that's when you start to put things into it. Like, am I going to do a voice? Like, what am I what am I going to do? Am I going to be all like hands? I'm going to have hands floating around. <laughs> and then like and after a, and then actually kind of when you get into the game, it's like oh, I don't I don't like. I don't like being that way, <laughs> you know. So it's it's really I don't really have anything that I that's off limits that I know of. Yeah, I haven't. I've yet to to come across it. I, I enjoy the challenge of trying to play things that I'm not comfortable with. I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But I, I, I comfortable is maybe the wrong word. That I'm not like uh, that. I might not have as much confidence that I'm going to be able to pull off just because it's a role playing game. Like I want to yeah. be. Yeah. I want to be not me, you know? <laughs> well, to, so to piggyback on that and, and talking about types and, you know, playing not you, I, I find at least for me, most of the characters I've ever played are me to some greater or lesser extent. Nash right. being the, the epitome of that, I guess. But but even like, you know, Selenar in, in Kurt's game and like just mm. little bits, right? Like just... If you took if, if you broke it all down, you'd be like, oh yeah, that and that and that, yeah. right? Like, like it's easy for me to see it, right? Because I know who I am. It's whatever. Um, but I find that a lot of that stuff comes out. That's the that's the issue that I had with the the PI in the noir game. Like, it j- instead of being you know a hard bitten you know nail spitting private detective, it was just me. <laughs> it was like, oh, clearly I have to help this old woman across the street because. That's yeah. what a a real person would do. Like you would not be a piece of shit. So like, I'm gonna go and help, right? Like it's just 
there's something beautiful about that though you know beautiful is, is kind of a you know maybe a, uh, out there word to use though about saying like i'm gonna make this i'm making the character i don't want to be and then you start like putting this might fit this might fit and then you realize that you've you've inserted some things that you like about yourself into playing it and that's that feels nice you know i mean whatever it's that can be part of the art i think in in yeah. this whole thing uh yeah. is is ugh, is exploring that <laughs> So I sort of think of it like, you know, like a mixing table for music, right? I think about that as like sort of the many aspects of my personality and kind of like what Kevin was saying, I'm turning up some parts and turning down some other parts to create the mix for a particular character, right? And some things might be on zero and I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to make them more, you know, come out more. It might be some aspect that I don't do. Cause I feel like every character I play, I try to pick at least one thing that I'm not and try to add that to the character. Um, I don't, it's not that I'm not, it's kind of like mostly me in slightly different uh, levels, right? So I'm turning a few things up, turning a few things down. And then I try to pick at least one thing that's on zero that I'm like, all right, I'm going to crank this one up. I'm going to see if I can be, I don't know, super suave or, you know, just whatever, something that I'm thinking to myself, eh, it's not really me. <laughs> um, and that that's fun. I love that challenge. I really enjoy that part of, of role play. That's one of my favorite parts, I think. So what I think what John was saying, right, because what was that? There was that old cartoon of a bunch of stereotypical fantasy players sitting around role playing and they were role playing. I'm the accountant. I'm the janitor, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're role playing, you want to, you want to do something different. I don't want to be, I, unless it was a character specifically we were doing, I don't want to be an IT guy character. Cause that's what I do all day. Right. <laughs> unless we're doing something where I'm like, okay, this could be fun. Cause I can be really nerdy about it. Right. I don't want to be that guy. I want to be something else. Cause we're playing a game. Yeah. Oh, you know, there might be a part of my character that, oh, okay, well I'll make sure I put that into something. Cause I'll know it. And then we can roll on it. But yeah, it is that that suspension of, okay, let's do something different with my personality as someone with horns or someone who's, you know, a 1920s, you know, PI or something like that, you know, that you feeding that in. It is, you know, it's almost like the game within a game, right? Like John B was saying, I want to see if I can do this on top of actually playing this game. So it's almost like a meta game for yourself. Can I get this character to, to do what I want it to do? And yeah, what sucks is when you realize, that you can't. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you just go to me. It's like, okay, well, a lot of times I'm like, well, I, I can't make a decision. I was let the dice decide up or down yeah. high or low. <laughs> okay. That's what I'm going to do and see what goes from there. And I think, I think we lock out because everyone else that we play with is you said that, you know, the atoms bouncing off each other. If I'm stuck and I'm like, I don't know what this idiot's going to do. I'm going to roll and that'll be what I do. <laughs> there'll be something that someone else says or does that I can feed off of. I'm like, okay, that makes perfect sense. You know, let's go that way. That makes more sense than what I had had in my head, or it'll be more fun, right? It'll, it'll get us to a point where it's more fun because there is those hooks between the characters now, or, you know, John or Jesse had an idea. that was just kind of a throwaway. And then it's like a, like a worm in my brain going, yeah, let's run with that with my character because, you know, he brought it up and to me that you can make something out of that. Yeah. The, the funny thing for me, I am clearly not a people person, but whenever <laughs> we play, 
I wind up being the face for, for you know whatever the thing in the Fear Itself game, the Rogue Trader game, now in the Runners game. Like it's just like what the fuck? Yeah. So maybe that's the opposite, right? Maybe you're not a people person, and it comes out while you're playing. Mm. And I always say I'm not a people person, but I I think I I probably kind of am. So now I'm playing the you know the scarred smoking guy with a beard that likes to blow shit up you know <laughs> you know so it's the opposite of that so maybe that just comes out you know that way because we're role playing right it is a role playing game yeah yeah i mean and it's just it's a it's a really safe space with everybody right like i mean there's no you know we we can take risks or or do whatever right and like nobody's it's not gonna fall apart no one's gonna say anything it's not gonna you know turn into something um you know we all had that space to play with you know with each other that you know is is sacrosanct to to a greater or lesser extent and i think that feeds into you know the characters and how they how they interact with each other right i think we take how we interact and you know everybody you know making sure that it, it maybe it is a bit of, bit of metagaming, but we always try to make sure there are those kind of hooks into the other. We're just not like, you know, separate characters going on a mission kind of thing. You know, yeah. there are that 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 interplay between everybody. Let's let's find a way to what what does that person have as an in for them or why is that person pissed at that one? And, you know, and because it helps, you know, it helps build out the character and it gives the person running it some more ideas, too. I think. Yeah, I think my character in our runners game, something. So he's 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 dishing out promises to everyone that you know he's going to do stuff for him. It's just stacking up now, so it's it's going to go one way or another. But so far, it's helped, you know, helped us. But you know, that bill will come due eventually. But to me, that's fine because we've gotten to this point. We're all still alive. That was, you know, one of his life shapers is you know making sure everybody gets out of this. Whether that's you know not necessarily my character, but everyone else gets out all right. Well, yeah. I'll just keep I, – I owe a bunch of people favors. As long as everyone else gets out of it, then well, whatever. Yeah. yeah that, that's, that's, that's been a really fun game. I mean, Jesse runs a really good game anyway. Um, but, but again, with, with – and, I, we, you know, we've all been – you know, with the exception of Leslie, you know, we've all now been playing games together for, you know, five, six, seven, eight years now. Um, so there, there's a lot of just um, – I don't know, comfortability or, or, or whatever with, with, you know, making decisions, you know, character decisions or just whatever. Like, you know, when, when John and Jesse would, you know, would, or, you know, their characters would snipe at, at, um, whatever the fucking rogue traders do. <laughs> Remember, Venari, right? Like, Benari. there was never like, oh, was he mad? Like, oh, what was, you know, where did that come from? Or like, what was the, <laughs> right? Because we, because we've done it for so long now, right? Like, there's just, you know the just the the trust level so high to start you know when we we play stuff for you know people take risks and you know just do whatever like it, it's just it, it makes it it makes it that much better to have that absolutely that's the struggle right like for people trying to get into role-playing games and is finding a group you know finding finding people that you know you you can be comfortable enough and like kind of hit on the same mm-hmm. ideas of what we think a game should be like. And that was my thing with, with Leslie, like she came in and like right from the jump was like, like as if she had always been a part of the group. 
right? Like there was no, right? Like, oh, I don't know. We're like, oh, they felt kind of weird or whatever. Like she was in like right from the, you know, and it was was great because when you find people like that, you're like, yes, you (laughs) come over here. (laughs) Yes, you stay. You stay. (laughs) You're stuck now. (laughs) Yeah. And then a parlay, you know, we were, you know, into, into her games too. And then that's, that, that, that's, that's just bringing another great dynamic and you finding more people, yeah. you know? Yeah. That's yeah. really good. It's fun. But I, I love running. You guys are so fun to run for because <laughs> we do jive really well together. So I know that I can throw whatever I'm going to throw out there and you're going to have fun regardless, as long as I don't get in the way of your fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. That's, that, that, that's always the key, right? Cause it, it yeah. will go places and go wherever it's going to go because I because everyone will come up with something. There will be something that someone latches onto to move it ahead or to do. Mm-hmm. So you're not you know you're not stuck saying, well, okay, let me let me roll to see what you guys do next because you're all just staring at each other. So yeah, it did. Yeah. I, so I will say, not a knock on the game, but it felt like last time we played Midnight. It felt like the game started after the combat was over. Mm-hmm. Like just like even that half an hour or whatever the yeah. end of the game was where we then yeah. got to get in and really start to role play, which was super hectic for you since Laura wasn't there and you know, GM yeah. and playing yeah. like right. legitimately playing a character, not just like an yeah. NPC. Um, yeah. It was crazy. But but then getting into that space was phenomenal afterwards like D&D just sucks it just yeah the battling it, it's just it's awful it's just it, the combat's fucking terrible it's just and I have never played a, a, a 14th of a character before and it is it is bonkers because well, like, <laughs> like all think, the stuff well that yeah. that's the thing because well, I think I, I don't know if I said after the game or if I, you know I was talking to Jesse afterwards or whatever but I feel like especially for um, for Algar and Bergdis Jesse and I's characters, um, there would have been a banter back and forth, like the entire combat. But like you can't because you're like, fuck. Blah, scroll, scroll, scroll. Uh, did I use no, I gotta right, no, I checked that. I did that thing. Did I roll for this thing? No, let me roll those now so I don't have to do it later. There's just too much stuff that's going on. Yeah, like and it well, in, the- <laughs> in defense, in small defense of the system, you guys haven't played DD in a long time. You I, I dropped you into 14th level characters that you hadn't built from the beginning, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Mm, so you're no. you're still learning how to like run high level characters with lots of bells and whistles. So that is also like a result of just kind of that scenario that I built, right? Yeah, it's so fair. I mean, that's fair. That's true. Yeah. yeah. I think well, John, you played you played a 4E game where for each cares <laughs> for for each character in combat would take 15 minutes because they had yeah, 18 million different things. <laughs> interrupts and all kinds of stupid <laughs> shit like i loved four i loved it combat was yeah. fucking terrible i mean the tactical nature was fun and whatever but like also it's terrible <laughs> well i have i i mean i'm not gonna get into it right now because this is like we're talking about characters but when it comes to like running combat i have lots and lots of opinions <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll do that in another episode <laughs> Right? We'll have to do a second episode about running combats because I, I could go on and on because there's like, there's definitely an art to, and, and, and I find that I think over time I have worked on it harder and harder and 
I, I still improve, right? It's something, you know, that's like for, I'm forever going to be practicing this. But there's an art to helping the people follow it narratively yeah, and keep it narrative while at the same time running the numbers dice side oh. of it, right? Oh. And, you know, some games are more – like sometimes I'm more successful at it than at other times. <laughs> and sometimes it depends on like how familiar am I with whatever it is that I'm doing. But I always try to keep the narrative – in there so like even though you guys were in combat i was really trying to pull in like the situation and what was happening and make it vivid and Mm -hmm. bring in like images and how does this feel and you know all that kind of stuff so it wasn't just like i hit him for 25 points like like, or in my case i hit him for four points (laughs) yeah yeah. (laughs) well but i think for us at least right because of the podcast I feel like we get more descriptive in that scenario because like when we're recording, right? Like it it can't just be like, I swing or whatever. It's like, no, I spin around and I, whatever. But like, like you said, it's a whole different conversation. So like, we have totally segued. I'm sorry. That's fine. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, so we'll do another softball then. Um, Okay. Is, do you have any sort of, you know, ritual, anything to, to sort of um, get you into a character? Do you do like, you know, is it a voice? Is it a certain uh, clothes? Uh, you know, any sort of routine to, uh, you know, begin to inhabit a character when you sit, you know, do you just like run through a voice for a couple of minutes before the, you know, before sitting down, anything along those lines? Anybody else want to start? <laughs> I think it, what I was saying before, like the visual part of it, I'll go find a picture, a representation of what I want that character to look like. Right. So depending on what, you know, what the, the system is or what, you know, what, um, you know, what genre we're playing. So, you know, I, what was the one picture when we played, it was, you know, Stilgar from the old Dune movie. Okay. That's my character oh. and I'll play that. Or, you know, you, you know, all the different, the different things that we pick is Okay. And this is what I want a character to be. Let me go find. So go to Wikipedia or just go to Google images and search on those kind of things I'm looking for. And that, I think that helps kind of getting that feel of maybe not how the character is going to play, but it gets me in the mind of, okay, this mm-hmm. is my character now. And this is what I'm going to do. Uh, you know, it gets me into that. Okay. I'm ready to play this. It's just not a, uh, you know, I just picked this up. It was a pre-gen and, you know, I'm yeah. going to run it is it is that visualizing of, OK, that's me now, you know, yeah. going forward. Yeah. What about you, John? Uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm I can I, I'm thinking of Reggie now because mm-hmm. me too, <laughs> you know, <laughs> because because from the very from like the second I realized that I wanted to do that voice, I realized and, I, and then all of a sudden I realized that it was working in a way that was like this is so fun and everything is perfect. I feel so happy in this space playing this character. I was like, I, I burned that voice for ever, <laughs> ever using it ever again. And it's like the favorite, my favorite thing that I've accidentally ever discovered, you know, and not that I must say it, I mean, it's basically a, it's a clone trooper, right? That's the voice. Uh, but it's uh, the, the, as far as like a ritual goes, like I'll <laughs> sometimes like with, 
with the kids, if they were around before one of those games started, I would just be talking to them like that and just looking at me and, and they, they get to the point where it's like, oh God, this guy. But like that's that that's that was what it is. I mean, I actually had a thing, and I don't know how this went over, but you remember the, the alien game that we played in? Mm-hmm. I was trying so hard to be Bones McCoy. <laughs> because, and I, I, I practiced in the car. I would just, I would, I would like, I would do the one from like the newer Star Trek movies because I love yeah. that guy. I can't think of the actor's name, but I yeah. loved his portrayal. So I would listen to him and I'd be like, ah, yes, like, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. And I don't know how it came off. I kind of, I, 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 I missed, I missed that guy. And that was, and he came, it was very blustery and I thought it worked really. And it was a lot of fun because you <laughs> were, you were very blustery and I was the patrician, you know, kind of. <laughs> straight laced and it, it worked really really well and it was it was quite funny and the, the way you played it with the outbursts and you know the attitudes to each of the people it worked it, you know it, it did focus on on each of them for the reasons your character had with them and it was it, it, i thought it was really because what was jesse's was a bit more laid back because wasn't he like the bayou he was yeah, oh, that's yeah. right yeah yeah so he was that and then you had the patrician you know blue blood straight lace guy and then you're out and it, it it worked really really well so the the the, the what you were going for i think it, it did you did pull it off well, that's cool so well, that was one of, that's one of the things i love it's like you know he's blustery and he's he's in your face and he's got these like crass things to say but like in the end he's there for you and that's one of the <laughs> that's why i love that character so much he's like he's gonna help you like whether you want it to whether you want it whether you want it or not no matter what he calls you you're gonna he's gonna try to save you at the end yeah. <laughs> he's, he's cussing you out while he's stitching up the yeah, yarn exactly. and just gotta get off by a alien you know so it's it's uh yeah no that's that but that's like for like ritual wise and like rich ritual wise and like getting into that 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 zone has always been sort of connected to you know using a voice however i change it i mean we did i did do it in the D D games you know with cravoy and it's just something that was always i always liked i always liked having that be part of the process so that's it i i just start talking in the voice and i just get all juiced get all juiced <laughs> get ready to play. and i think a lot of people if you're artistic right so people draw their character right that's you mm. see all the time or they go uh, online yeah. and you can generate your character what they would look like as a mini. So I think a lot of people do that. I, you know, my daughter, she she started playing with some a group at school and it kind of drifted off. But I think I've told John before, I think she just likes making characters, right? If she would play a game where she just makes friggin' characters all day long. So she'll uh, go on and then she'll go, was it Hero Forge where you generate the mini? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I think that's I think that's what she likes about role playing games is I like creating characters. The the playing shit I'm um, done with it. I just want to generate characters. <laughs> and that's what she does all the time. And then she'll yeah. get that representation of her character. So I think a lot of people do if they can draw, they'll draw or they'll go online and create like a mini of the character. Yeah, I'm so jealous of those artists. That's it's amazing to be able to just visualize that. And well, yeah, exactly, it. right? Instead of trying to steal, you know, steal images from, you know, all over the internet. <laughs> yeah. Orc Ranger and like a thousand <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which me, one do me. I like? Yeah, <laughs> I'll, sw- I'll switch it around or put some shading yeah. on it or something. <laughs> so I feel like when I first started role playing, I did more. Um, I would make playlists, like music playlists of songs that would kind of get me in the headspace. And so before game, I would like listen to that music before we got going in the car or maybe at work or whatever. So that was something that I did. Um, 
you know, I think uh, I've played games where I've kind of like dressed the part a little bit, um, especially some of the actual plays that I've done. Nice. You know, like like when I was playing Star Trek, you know, I was playing a medical officer, and so I would sort of try and dress a little Star Trek. <laughs> you know, yes. I was like officer I'm gonna put blue on whatever you know something like that so um yeah so I you know I think I think I do a little bit of the of kind of a variety of things it sort of depends on the character um I don't I haven't done that as much lately and I don't know if that's just a combination of time and also just experience like I kind of feel like these days I get I slide into character maybe a little bit more easily but those things are still fun to do and I think they're all valuable and I probably should go back and do some of those things <laughs> a little bit more um and and you know it's I don't know it's a good reminder to be like yeah you know those things are really fun maybe I'm gonna go make a, a playlist for one of my characters <laughs> nice. that's good a playlist that's good yeah, yeah that's I a love, really good idea yeah yeah I love doing that um, but I think the other thing you have to highlight is if if it takes too much to get into a character, then that's probably not the character. You should probably create a new one, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If if you're really struggling, because as we said before, it's supposed to be you're supposed to be having fun and enjoying it. Mm-hmm. If you can't get into that, then it yeah. should be you should just know when to cut bait and go. You know what? Let me get the dice and just roll up another one because this yeah. ain't cutting it. Yeah. Um, and I do love to do an accent too, John. That's it definitely helps. Like once you start speaking in the character's voice, yeah, it it's like you start to inhabit them a little bit more. So, John, I imagine because you let you fall naturally into the face of most groups that you uh, your ritual is herding cats. Do you like <laughs> yeah. herd cats? Is that scheduling? <laughs> scheduling. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, no. I, so I don't. So with with Bergdis in the in the midnight campaign that Leslie's running, um, I would do yeah, the voice in the car, or you know, with the kids, or my brother would come over and we'd all just laugh, and I would just like we would play games, and then I would just be Bergdis for you know an hour and a half. <laughs> I love uh, it. <laughs> and I only need to see John to fall into Reggie. Like John's my grounding <laughs> for Reggie because or for Nash because of Reggie. Yeah. Um, I, and like Hux is just so easy to fall into. Um, I don't do many voices and I don't get like, we dr- like, I think in this first or second session of day trippers, I, I threw on some fucking camo and I sat here with my rifle and you know, like, but it was stupid, right? Like I, we don't, we don't dress up like that. Hey, um, hey it's not stupid to dress up. <laughs> it was, it was very not. Don't cool. knock it. <laughs> uh, kudos to people that could pull it off. It, it was yeah. it was great. Um, yeah. But well, yeah, if it doesn't work, feel right for you. Yeah, then that's yeah, yeah. when you know yeah, it's yeah. not right, right? Like it's it's a personal sort of. <laughs> but I, I feel like most of the characters, like I, like um, uh, Harry and George, the two PA two PIs I play, you know, get like sort of a New York thing going. But usually it's it's my voice, but like maybe pitched a little faster, a little slower. Just kind of like vary it up, right? Just to kind of make it feel a little bit because we play a shit ton of games, and like if everybody has me like my voice, like then it's terrible, right? Like <laughs> then I because then you lose like who like who am I now? Like what am I? Yeah. What are we doing? Um, yeah. So just to just to change voice speeds and inflections and things like that, I like for me is is about all I do, except for 
Bergdis, I guess. <laughs> I love Bergdis. I love the good. voice. It's so great. I didn't know if yeah. it was gonna. I didn't know if it was gonna play out because I tried to do that years ago. We did a um, a play test for Dragons Conquer America mm-hmm. for uh, Burning Games. I think they're have since gone out of business. And I played the one of the options was to play a uh, a native person to. I, I guess technically it was Central America, right, or like a mm. alternate Earth, Central, America, whatever. And I wanted to, I wanted to do like the Burgess voice, like I was thinking Floki, right? Like I was just going into that, and he just sounded insane. And I was like, oh, this is so bad. And again, yeah. they were like, we're following you, and I'm like, why? Why would you follow this guy? <laughs> Sounds like a fucking murderer. Like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> so I was, wow. I was glad that the Burgess thing panned out because i was unsure it's good it's so good it's perfect like i really feel like when you start speaking in that voice i see him but the same thing also with john beta like your your character that orc like as soon as you start speaking in that gruff voice i feel like i see him so (laughs) i feel like it's been different (laughs) both (laughs) sessions I do that too. Sometimes I'm like, wait, what voice is I using? Well, you know how, like, you know, if you try to, like, make your voice deep, it helps if, like, maybe you have a sore throat or something. Yeah. You know, so if, like, so if you're feeling good, you know, it's just yeah. like, that's like, like, how am I going to get this voice? I'm going to get down in here. It's like, it doesn't, you know, but yeah, no, it's. I was, I was like, I was roll, you know, because obviously when you GM a whole bunch, you're constantly inhabiting different characters and trying to use a little bit different voices so that it, it has some variety. Otherwise it's just the same damn thing. And that's not fun. And so I was, you know, trying to do an orc in one of my other games and, and the visual, you know, there were these really, you know, pretty intense tusk in their mouth. And so as I was speaking, I was trying to imagine almost like, like, You've got to have like kind of some big things in your mouth, you know. It's going to kind of get in the way. <laughs> so, so uh, you know, I was practicing the voice to myself. I was making dinner. <laughs> nice. Yes. I'm sure I sounded like a crazy person, but nobody was here. <laughs> Walking around, your fingers in your mouth. <laughs> I'm not, seriously, like I'm not even joking. I took, um, I had some wine, like some corks. <laughs> Nice. And I stuck yes. it in her and I was trying to talk. Oh, that's just like Godfather. Oh. You stick the cotton in your mouth. You can yeah, play yeah. Don yeah. Corleone. Yeah. Well, you know, so this is like free free information for anyone who wants to know this. So when I was in uh, high school and I did one act play, um, I used to have a pretty pretty significant Southern accent and. Uh, like one of the lawyers when we were doing it was basically like, you know, you did a really great job, but nobody's going to take you seriously because your accent is too heavy. And as a teenager, you're like, oh. (laughs) 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 And um, because I was like an overachiever student, I was also doing uh, one-act play and the theater teacher, I was talking to her about it and she was like, well, you know how to get rid of an accent, right? And I was like, I'll get rid of an accent. And she's like, just stick like get a wine cork or something about yay big stick it between your front teeth and then talk and you talk mm-hmm. like this for a very long time and you have to enunciate all your words really clearly <laughs> or nobody can understand what you're saying and it teaches you to enunciate because a lot of accents are really just kind of like your mouth's being lazy <laughs> mm. <laughs> 
That's a pretty good little trick. We're looking at I, you, I Philly. Think already got it works. Yeah. I, I think I'm a lost cause. I, that that ship has sailed for me. So I'm stuck with the Yinzer accent forever. So like it's just what this is what happened. So, so anyway, fun fun little tidbit for you guys. <laughs> okay, so I have a question, John. Can I ask a question? Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay, here's my question. So when you think about some of like other people's characters that you've really loved in games that you've been in, like, you know, so-and-so played this character. Fuck. I just loved the way that they did this. What were the things that you think like set their, that character apart? Like what was it that was so amazing to you and made it a great experience, a great character? Like, like what was it? What was that thing? What was that thing? Well, it's John. It's just John. It's just you. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, you guys are so cute. Every, every, so like, like John is great. Like every game that we, you're a great guy, John. Come on. Like it's it's so easy. Love John Day, and it's like it's. Like it just works so well. Like it doesn't matter the system. It doesn't matter what kind of characters we're playing. Like it just, it, it just goes, right? I, I mean, it, so it, do it you doesn't have anything more specific? Or are you just going to tell me that he is he is rainbows and butterflies? No, it goes both ways, man. I just think that we, we, in these games that we play together, we just we just like we just hit, you know, the right beats, you know, right. and, and that's and that's. You magic <laughs> you know yeah. but that's good so it's um yeah if you were to specifically look at his character reggie which i know that you love what is it about reggie that you love so much like what is it about how he plays reggie that makes that such a phenomenal experience for you to play with i mean i don't even know i mean i, I... is it his vulnerability is it his you know, like sense of humor as it, you know, like what are the, what are the things like, how does he play it that it gets you? I, I, I don't like, I don't, I don't know. Hard hard hitting journalism (laughs) over here. It, you you go. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We made like, we was, it was, it was so, it was so uh, dependent on, like but coming into that game was so dependent on like, well, yeah, I mean, you can't really talk about all that going back that far without talking about like how we even met, but it doesn't, that doesn't really matter anymore. But like the idea of you're coming, you're coming into this thing as like someone that Nash knew and just bringing it in. And that was, that's what made it. So, so I, like we already had that connection to begin with, you know, so well, it was the just about it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, but that almost made it easier to kind of like, work together because we didn't really have any sort of wall up you know because yeah. <laughs> we just kind of jumped right into two characters that knew each other and like had a history and we took it from there so you basically when you were building the characters they had enough developed backstory together that it was easy for you guys to play together no they yeah, like didn't I knew I was going to play no. someone that was getting called in to help yeah to John like, John didn't start until three episodes in yeah or something so he came in cold Oh, uh, was that the first game you played in, or did you start with Cipher? I feel it had to be Day Trippers. Right? That's got to be our longest game at this point. I I have a memory of of Cipher and Day Trippers first. kind of like going parallel. Okay, good. Like I, I don't really remember start start points, but 
I think we were doing it at, at the no, same time. No, I think time. it was Cipher first. I think it was Cipher, Cipher first. first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I was I was all I was bought in on Cipher from like when it first came out, so that was yeah. probably true. Yeah, it was probably. Yeah. And I hated that game. No, no, no shade to Jesse. It's terrible. But John made the game so that we could continue to play that until we didn't. Um, I love that character too. God, he was great. Yeah. He was so good. <laughs> but, <laughs> it was fun. It was I, fun. I think the thing with Reggie, I guess, right, is he was. Like from the beginning, he was there, right? Like even in the in the meta sense of like, hey, like hey, we need another player, right? And you came in, but like so by extension, then Reggie was there for Nash, right? And then all yeah. through like his alcoholism and like his, um, you know, support through yeah. all of that, uh, you know, really then like I guess informed the relationship, right? I mean. Neither one, like, so he, so Nash had um, Susie, kind of, in the beginning, but then not really, right? So, like, we always had each other and mm. Chip, kind of, but, like, Chip was yeah. not, like, Jesse's great and Chip was fine, but also, like, <laughs> it was, and then we played together for so long, just yeah. the two of us. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. just such a deep intense relationship for a big chunk of that game. Yeah. Uh, but it's just been, I mean, the, the, this has been wonderful. Definitely. Well, I'll, 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 so Leslie, I'll say both of the Johns. So the game I ran that we played for the Cthulhu game. I, <laughs> oh yeah. But I, but I think it's just the characters. So they're good at in inhabiting their characters, right? So John's character, well, it, John Beta's character. What was that asshole's name? Uh, it was a whole section. There was a couple extra consonants in there. Yeah, there was consonants. There were three names. Yeah, it was the whole thing. Triple barrel. And yeah. then John John played, you know, a, a very, you know, just brash character. And I think they both so I think those are memorable because they both got into the character and they played yeah. it really because it was okay. We're running a new game. Let's play a Cthulhu game. Ooh, we haven't played a Cthulhu game in a while. And I think they were excited to play it and they were having fun. So then that just amplifies it, right? If you can you can come up with the greatest character idea and have everything with this, you know, the the voice and everything, but if you're not into it, you're not gonna be really giving it. So hopefully, you know, if if I can take from how how everyone was into the game, they were enjoying it, and they just got more and more into their characters, and it made a lot of fun. It was very bombastic, and you know the characters they were playing just fed into that because they were bombastic characters, and you know it was okay. Hopefully, you know no one's around because it's getting loud because everybody's shouting and shouting at each other, and you know, well, holy shit, what happened? And but yeah, and they, you know, the way they interacted, all the characters, you know, it just kept, you know, it kept building. It almost, you know, once someone gets going and they're enjoying it, and someone else gets plugged in and they're enjoying it, it just starts building, and it was it was a ton eating. of fun. So it was, you know, doing that, we, yeah, it was a blast because everybody, you know. We said, "Oh yeah, it'll be one quick three-hour session." It went no. two sessions. Never. <laughs> I don't know how that. Long. And I'm yeah. sure we had to wrap it up at the end because we were getting, yeah. you know. Yeah. But yeah, it was, you know, when it starts dragging on, dragging on in a good way because everybody's laughing and enjoying it and getting yeah. into it, but getting really into it. I think 
I mean, we kind of started all of this before we started recording. And I said, you know, there's something ineffable about a really good character, right? Like sometimes it's hard to put into words. It's kind of like when someone says to me, well, what is great architecture? Like what is, what is a beautiful building? What is a pretty anything? What is a thing that you like? What is a thing that has a quality that you love? And it can be really hard to drill down and like describe what is great. (laughs) Right. Mm. But but I feel like just from your descriptions and like my interactions with you guys, like the thing that you're talking about is really the fact that a, you trust each other, B you're vulnerable with your characters. You allow them to have feelings that are sincere, that come across sincere because you allow yourself to really feel them. And you express that because you're letting the game and the other characters truly, um, impact how the character's feeling and then you allow yourself to express that and it comes out whether that's your character being bombastic and loud and silly and crazy or being sad and heartbroken and moved or whatever right like it's it's that it's that inhabiting that emotion and letting that come across because like that's rare you guys i don't know if you've noticed (laughs) i don't know if you're aware oh it's (laughs) it's hard to find it's lucky and it's, it's, you know, it's, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, like you said, it's hard to find. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, I think, I think it's, it's a, it's a beautiful thing to, to find people who are willing to let like the world and the characters mean something to them enough that they let that come out and they feel safe enough doing it with the people that are around them that are also playing and the person who's running such that they're feel like they're in a safe space where, everyone's going to react in a way that doesn't make them feel uncomfortable or alienated or whatever. Right. Like it's, it's accepted and it's, it's mirrored back to them, you know, and that that's a beautiful thing. And sometimes it's just time. It's finding the right people and it's being kind of confident and comfortable in yourself. Right. Enough to be like, I don't know, I'm just going to be a goofy jackass today. (laughs) You know, yeah. like, or, or yeah, like f- feeling that the group is, you know, like <laughs> feeling that that the group is welcoming to that. Yeah, supporting you. Know? So you. It's, yeah. it's really just makes just makes a better game. It just it doesn't you know, even if you don't have the time put in yeah. with, with with the people you're playing with. It's if you can get to that point before you start, where everybody you know can talk about who they want to play and what they want to be and all that. It, it'll it'll just come. It'll just fall into place. I mean, yeah. it should anyway. And I, I think, think a key to making a good character that that you want to keep playing is, and it, it, people always say this, I'm sure it's repeated a million times, like in combat, okay, I rolled, I hit, I did this much damage, you know. For anything like that, you know, when, when we were playing in our last session that there was a part where it could have went really bad, and if my character died then that's fine. But also if he was going to die, it wasn't just going to be, Oh, he got killed and fell down. I was going to make it descriptive of, okay, well this happened. And then he did this and, you know, build a narrative around all the actions. Just don't, well, it's easy for us to say, cause we never roll, right. We roll what twice a <laughs> session, but to build, even if it's just narrative points that people are hitting, make sure you, put something into that okay you guys are out scouting you're trying to find a shortcut what do you see how do you react you know that kind of thing build up around it don't leave it up to the person running it to give you all that 
that environmental and around it, you know, feedback and say, well, okay, well, I think my character would be doing this and he'd be looking this way or he would do that and, you know, be more descriptive. Yeah, because building a character isn't just creating the character sheet at the beginning. It's building it while you're playing. Mm-hmm. You know, so John had an idea for Huxley <clears throat> and Huxley's kind of changed a bit. To me, I don't think Huxley's changed. I think he was still the way John wanted him to be at the beginning. John feels he's going a different way with it. So maybe that's how Huxley will, John will play Huxley how he thinks he's going, but Kurt and I will treat him the way we think he is. And, you know, you get that friction. So, you know, just be descriptive. Don't just say, I do this, I do that. Put a bit, put a bit of pizzazz into it because that's what you're supposed to be doing. You know, nothing's worse than, you know, okay, we walked by, I ducked, he missed, then I swung and then I hit him, you know, you know, John's character, he played Zhao, was, you know, a martial arts expert, right? So it was always the flourish. It was, I'm going to put my foot here and jump off of that and bounce off of that, you know, you know, and that makes it exciting because then even if the combat drags on, you're picturing John's character doing this. You're like, okay, that's pretty badass. You're going to get out what you put in. Yeah. Well, it's the thing that really hit me at one point when when Oscar was running the to put away childish things epic that we played in. We got we were a couple of sessions in, and I had already been playing a private eye and Kurt's game. You know, we're in our fourth season now, um, and it it kind of made sense in Oscar's game to play PI. And I was like, I kind of I like I'm already did that. I don't really want to do it again, but like it sort of makes sense. Like I'll just do it. And we were, I don't know, like maybe three, four sessions in and something happened in game and Lisa like immediately responded. She was like, oh, you know, she says this because of her time in the war and blah, 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 whatever. And I think she had played the character before. She had a little bit more backstory than I had had with Harry. (laughs) Fuck characters. Uh, With Harry. (laughs) But it struck me in that moment of like, I have a character sheet with numbers and I don't know who this person is. I don't know. I don't know anything about them other than I put this character together to play this game. And it really was like, Oh, I don't, I don't like this and I need to figure out what's happening. Cause I don't like it like that. That's not how I want yeah. to approach a game. And now I've played them like that game, mini campaign, whatever uh, adventure wrapped and I've played him a couple of more times, and he's certainly grown from that. And as I realized, as I got to the the last episode of To Put Away Childish Things, he almost died. <laughs> like, he was a roll away from death, which I didn't remember at the time. <laughs> so that was like, wow, oh, fuck, wow, okay. But, yeah. but it spoke to the growth of the character that he would put himself in a position to make that decision and then whatever happens happens which you know from episode 4 to 10 or 3 to 10 or whatever like there was that much growth after I had that realization of like oh these are just numbers yeah and that that's not that's no that's not good you needed more (laughs) yeah you need more yeah And, and, and so out of that for Corthulhu I came up with a bunch of, you know, I added a whole new section when we did the second version, whatever you want to call it, um, of like 12 character questions. 
you know, mm. uh, you know, some of the basic, you know, what do you look like? You know, do you, you know, believe in higher power? Like, you know, whatever, like generic things. But then like, you know, why are you here? What does this, you know, what does this mean to you? What is whatever? So now whenever I make a character, that's my starting point. Because then I can begin to flesh out who this character is before I even do anything, like even before I make numbers, you know, even before I start picking out stats or, or, or at least do them concurrently with the questions in mind of who this person, who I think they might be. <laughs> again, yeah. It might not shake out that way ultimately, but like that's my start point now as opposed to like, oh, I want to play a monk or oh, I want to play a soldier. Or, I want to, you know, do whatever, like, you know, who is this person? What do they believe in? I love answering those list of questions, even if you don't answer all of them, just yeah. like they do make you think. And there's tons of them all over the internet. If you want to. Oh, they're great. Yeah. They yeah. should be required. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say. There's, you took the words right out of my mouth. There's probably millions of them out there, right? Mm-hmm. The character prompts. So I get, you know, that's always a thing. If you're stuck or even if you're not stuck, just answer these first and then see, you know, almost like almost like dice rolls and discard. Yeah, that, that's I'm not feeling it with this one. Let me answer these questions again. You're going to come up with something yeah. because nothing's worse than standing there going, "Okay, I got to create a character. I got nothing. I got no juice. I have no idea." Just yeah, Google what <laughs> how to create a character. Some questions, yeah. and you know, make sure that that's one of the first things you do because unless you have something fully fleshed out ahead well, yeah, of time, yeah. 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 Yeah, I think planting your character in the world, just kind of like what John Beta was saying. Sorry, John Beta, I'm calling you John Beta, only because you put Beta up there. <laughs> yeah, I like um, it. So, He's the more stable so, version. <laughs> there you go. That's fair. <laughs> so, so like you plant yourself in the world, right? Like you got to have roots. Like there has to be things that you've experienced that you've like had to grow around or over or through or past or whatever, right? Like, like what does that mean to your character to live in that world and what, how has the world affected you and how have you affected the world that you're living in? And, you know, just, just thinking about, you know, making yourself integral to whatever little piece of the, because just nobody exists on an Island. Like the, the, I am a, how do I put this? A like, like I have no family. No one loves me. I am just a murderer, like walking around the streets in a dark cloak character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like everybody's like been there or played that or been in the game with that. Like you've either done it yourself or you know somebody who has. Right. And and it's you know that I think growing past that because it's fun at first. <laughs> I'm not gonna mm-hmm. lie, but but growing past that because you just realize there's always connections, right? We. We all have people that we know or people that we are important to or they're important to us. And there's always like, you know, things that you do that affect the world and, and how the world affects you that are important. So figuring that out. I cool. think that's key to put into your thing, right? If you're yeah. going to put this into Corthulhu saying, look, the, the more you flesh that out for your character, it's going to make it easier on whoever's running it because, you know, whoever's running it can help you, but that's, you don't want to leave it up to them to 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 give you all those extra pointers because mm-hmm. they they've got to run the game. They've got to come up with the scenario <laughs> to put you through. They can say, "Yeah, this is you're in this time period with this or that," but you don't want to rely on the person running it to do all those prompts for you because you know they want you to come to them with 
not a problem, but they want you to come to them with stuff that they're going to have to work around through it. So, you know, maybe highlight that. Yeah. Look, find some questions on the internet and answer them and <laughs> make sure that's the first thing you do, <laughs> because that'll help you get to that point of, or even not even just when you're creating the character, like you said, if you're stuck, if you're saying all my character is, is numbers on a page, then maybe go back and ask a couple of those questions or tell the person running it, Hey, I'm going to answer these questions or what should I be asking myself mm -hmm. because I'm just not feeling it right now. Cause that's probably the worst thing in the world, right? If you're playing something, you're excited, but you're just not getting into it because something's just not clicking. So and that's when most people say, Oh, my character tripped and died. I'm going to roll up a new one. <laughs> it's, it's easy to do that. Right. It, yeah. To me, it's more fun taking your character. That's a bum. That's like a bunk <laughs> character and trying to get something out of it. Yeah. I feel like, and again, maybe it's just the way that we play and the connections that we have, and you know, the fact that we've played for so long. The the you know the the murder hobo with you know grew up an orphan and lived on the streets and whatever. Like there there's zero appeal in that because it's 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 the responsibilities. It's it's the it's the character motivation. It's the it's the background. It's the connections the responsibilities that those characters have, right? And it sucks, right? We all have that every day, right? Like, you gotta go to work, you gotta pay your bills, and, you know, this happens, that happens, kids are sick, right? So, like, you you want to break from that because we're playing a game, but it's almost like we double down on that, and we really want to, like, just get in there and squish it up and fucking yeah. grab it. And, I, like, oh, yeah. I don't know what that says about us collectively, but, like, that's, like, that's the meat. Like, that's that's all of the good stuff. Like, oh, yeah, that's I grew up on the streets. Uh, like, I have no responsibility. I just do whatever I want. Well, but where's the story in that? Like, there's nothing yeah. There's nothing in that other than, like, I just want to, like, kill a bunch of kill monsters or, you know, go after the bad guys and be John Wick or whatever. Like, okay, that's fun maybe once in a while. Like, I... Not not to yuck anybody's yum, right? Like whatever you play, however you want to play, but like it's all of that other stuff that really brings these characters out into life and really lets you kind of get your hooks in them. And I don't know if it's because like even with day trippers, it's still Earth in the future. Like there's still real people. There's still consequences. There's still like. Everything we play, even even in Runners, it's a post-apocalyptic Earth, but it's still yeah. Earth, and there's still people, and there's still commerce. Like we're fucking mailmen, essentially, or whatever. we're like fucking post-apocalyptic Amazon, yeah. right? Yeah. But like everything that happens outside of the adventure is the stuff that really makes everything work, right? Like for me, at least, right? I feel like. Yeah. It's all of that, like, the, the last session that we played in Runners was a, a whole downtime session. We played, like, two hours. It was all downtime. We didn't, quote-unquote, do anything. It was one of the best sessions that we had. It was phenomenal because it was all character-driven. It was all everything that, that it was all about the characters, and that's what <laughs> we're here for. Like, that's, that's the thing. That's, that's the juice yeah. for me. Right, like again, yeah. I don't yuck anybody's yum, but like, oh, it's just so good. When I think, yeah. like John B said, there's parts that you amplify of yourself that you want to play or turn down or whatever. But you know, it can be cathartic too, right? Like Leslie said, I had a shitty day. I'm going to play a game and just beat the crap out of a whole bunch of gremlins, or you know, or you know, I've been having a really great day. I'm going to go into this game and I'm going to, you know, 
it's you know, I'm going to be shooting rainbows at everybody. You know, there is that cathartic piece of, you know, those life shapers or those those drives or motivations of your character. You know, maybe you take something in your life and, you know, it is a way just to get it's almost like a therapy session. Right. I'm just going to dump it all out there because it's a safe place. It means nothing. There's no impact. The only impact is John has to edit it afterwards, right? That's the only impact. <laughs> I'm just going to go let it all out. And, you know, there is part of that, too. So if that is, you know, if, if, if maybe that's not the, the the focus of your character, maybe that character takes a turn that time because of something someone rolled or something someone said. And you're like, you know what? Someone said that shit to me today and I'm still mad about it. I'm going to jump on because they just said something similar to me and you get it all out, you know, just, you know, it is yeah. not real life, but you know, it's, sometimes it's fun to, you know, if you're pissed and be pissed, fake pissed and get it all out of yourself. So, and none of us are going to take offense, right? Because it's just the game. <laughs> so, you know, it's funny. He's like, sort of, I feel like what we're talking about, like sort of this whole conversation is really like, like there's, the ABCs of building a character, right? Which we kind of touched on some of the like, what do you do? How do you do it? What are the little things or whatever? But like, once you get past that, it's really how do you inhabit and how do you play a character and how do you do so? Like, what is the more advanced version of that? Because like, when I first started playing role-playing games, it was not, it was not this um, deeply character centric sort of method acting kind of thing, you know, where you're really inhabiting the character and playing as the character. Right. In the beginning, it was more just like, I don't know, I'm going to shoot a bow. This sounds cool. You know, <laughs> like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and there, so there was a, there was a, there was, there's an arc there as a player over time. Like we've all been playing for decades <laughs> so, sorry. I don't really think I'm, I'm. I don't. I don't think that was a secret, John. Anyway, Jesus. Only the gray in the beard. <laughs> so, but anyway, like, like we've been playing for a really long time, and so our experience and our like comfort level and then like what we bring and what we want out of the game has changed over time and we've we've gotten to the point where you know that that kind of like those social interactions with the characters and really inhabiting them and making that like narrative magic between the characters right once you have the taste for that you will never want one of those regular games again. You will forever just be like, getting that gun off. <laughs> I've thought about that because, you know, I've run some stuff that we've, uh, that we've changed from like a standard thing or stuff mm -hmm. I've just written myself. And there's a few times where I'm like, let's just do a, you know, dungeon crawl where everybody goes in and a dungeon crawl, like go in, you have a goal, beat yeah. a bunch of crap up and get, but, when I thought about it, I'm like, well, no one's really going to enjoy that. Right. We don't like the, okay, I roll, I hit, you know, yeah. and if we, if we did create like one of those world's biggest dungeon, you know, you just crawl through and do stuff. We're going to turn it into not that. It, That's what I was going to say. You're know, going to change it. Yep. <laughs> so you also have to know your audience. Right. And to yeah. me, I'm like, okay, yeah, it'll be fun doing like a, you know, a smash and grab one, but it's going to be a smash and grab where it's more character driven. It's not, 
these are the objectives to get to kind of thing. Why so, am I smashing and grabbing? How do I feel about smashing and grabbing? <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. What is smashing and grabbing doing for you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, but that's the thing, right? So, like, here's the mission. You know, go get Princess Peach out of the cast. Great. Everything that's important is everything that happens in between leaving the bar and getting to Princess Peach. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing else matters. That's yeah. where all of the good stuff is at, right? Like, yeah. yeah, there'll be obstacles you'll overcome, you'll do different things, but it's all of the character stuff that gets you from point A to point B. It could be on all of the rails. You could strap us in, fucking lock us down. It doesn't matter because we're going to subvert that anyway because we're going to have fun playing the characters and interacting together to, yeah, we'll go do the thing because that's we agree that we're, we're going to sit down and play a game. That's, yeah. that's what we agreed to. We're going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if we if I, that was what everybody wanted to do, they'd be going, they'd go on their Switch or their Xbox and play a game. Yeah. Video yeah. games. Yeah. 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 That's what you that, did. that is the heart of an RPG. And sometimes I feel like new players, younger players, you know, just it, less experienced players or whatever. Or and and there are people who are just like it's a war game and I'm there to kill stuff and like that's, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. You know, right. and that is an aspect of the hobby. And that, like you said, I'm not going to yuck their yum, but I think for most, a lot of tabletop role playing gamers, the juice, the good stuff, is where we are able to inhabit the characters really play off of each other as those characters. We've developed bonds. We laugh together, we cry together, we suffer together. <laughs> you know, like like that that beautiful relationship that you create there, and then all the things that happen—good, bad, ugly, whatever—that and those are that's where the stories come from. Like, you know, that's that's really the great stuff. And and sometimes, like when I'm talking to get you know, like newer players, younger players, or whatever, and I'm like, I'm like, you know, there's certain advice that I give that is like, I don't know, just certain things like you know you build a character your character has a secret awesome secrets mm-hmm. are great tell people your secret to yes <laughs> tell, people, tell people your secret <laughs> do not hold on to your super special secret the whole right. game and just go yeah. i have a special secret but i'm not going to tell you like no the fun part is when you go to the other person and in character, you reveal your secret, and then the two of you can go, "Oh shit!" <laughs> yeah, especially if it's relevant to what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah I, have, I don't know what reminded me of this, but I, I have because we're talking about a lot of stuff that's like, "Hey, I've been playing forever. Here's all this deep stuff that, like, when you experience it, it's great." And I wanted to throw an example out that just I got reminded of, and I don't where this came from. I don't know, but this was this was years ago. Before I think it's probably before I even met you, John. Uh, I was in a game. It was a My Little Pony game. Okay. Now, I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember the name of the system, but there were four stats and you rolled two D6s on each stat. And then yeah. you picked out what your, what the little tattoo was on the back mm-hmm. and then what type of pony you were. And that was it. So, but, but like you, like having, you didn't need really much understanding to understand to much understanding of the My Little Pony verse to understand what you were doing. But there was no cameras. It was audio only. It was one of the f- most fun I've had playing a game. <laughs> Amazing. With Amazing. like the bare bones. Nobody knew each other. Nobody could see each other. We were just playing My Little Ponies. And, and a, lot, a lot of it was 
how the hell did I end up in? I have no idea where that where that where, this, where that happened came from. But I was in it with people I didn't know. No yeah. cameras, nobody could see each other. We were just going off of the fact that we were we were My Little Ponies in a My Little Pony universe, and it was a My Little Pony adventure, and it was bonkers fun. So, so it doesn't have to be as crazy, you know, deep as yeah. we discussed. That sure, has sure. that gives it. I mean th- that that gives it more weight in the end, yeah. but like it. Yeah. It just like surface level shit is is all Fun. you need to just kind of like taste that juice if we're going to yeah. keep doing the juice thing. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for using my analogy. <laughs> yeah, but I just I, I it just it reminded just talking about the idea of you know how long you've been playing and Guys. and getting in that character moment just reminded me of that. Like there was nothing, there was no connections, nothing, zero. We were all ponies, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and it was it was glorious. Well, sometimes you need that, right? Wild West. The mm. internet used to be the Wild West. You could play fucking <laughs> with random strangers in the dark. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You can agree to do that somehow, and then be invited to. No, wasn't creepy or crazy. No, I, I, I now have to start thinking deeper, like how I ended up in that situation. Well, so I, it might have been when we were when you first started with this, because I remember you took the kids to the convention at the Rhode Island Convention Center. They had the Hasbro Con. That's where you got the dice at. So you probably met somebody. The My Little convention. Pony dice. Yeah, yeah. That is that is a happy coincidence. Oh, okay. that, the, yeah. The My Little Pony dice thing was 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 after this. This is happened. Oh, this okay, was like okay. going back and this is back before there was Cipher System. This is back when mm. it was just Numenera. Like that's uh, where I ooh. fell in love with that shit. Gotcha. And then it was in that community that I. It had, that's what it was. It was in that community. Where random people, hey guy, I forgot this new game. It's a My Little Pony game. Looking for players, and I happened to be online. I was like, sure. <laughs> like five five ponies having a My Little Pony ass adventure. It was just, and it was I'm everything the that best you wanted things to be. About you, John. <laughs> <laughs> as, I don't know. I just, I like that though, as kind of like a there's there's depth here, and the depth is awesome. And then there's also that shit that happens, yeah. and so like it's just, it's just funny. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. But you're still committing to the bit at that point, right? Like even if you're not getting into yeah. anything like deeply emotional or or you know you're right. not delving, you're still committing to the bit. You're like, I'm a goddamn pony. Yeah, I, I mean it's the buy-in, it. right? Like yeah. it's the buy-in at, at the onset of we're all just playing ponies. And like, okay, I'm an I'm an I'm an earth pony, so I'm like, you know, uh, you know, and I'm I'm, I'm a <laughs> I'm a flying pony. I forget the flying pony. But I, I think I'm a flying pony. Pegasus, yeah. Mm-hmm. But Pegasus, I mean, there's only like three things you can be. Four things? <laughs> I don't think you were allowed to be the one, like the Una, what are they called? The Pegacorns? That can't be it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, whatever. it's a magical combination and they're more powerful, but like, nobody could be that. So there was only yeah. three types. Yeah. yeah. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it was surface level. Everybody yeah. bought in and we knew what was going on and that's all we needed. It was and, fun. And, yeah. and it, was, it was fulfilling. Look, John, I had all the rule books for the new system because my daughter was really into ponies. <laughs> and I used to go to PonyCon every year. Wait, here we go. So here's my uh, my pony con oh, my pony con po- oh, my coaster. <laughs> was it you? Were you no, the it, GM yeah, it was no, this this was a few years ago. It wasn't that long ago. Um, <laughs> but I sold I, all those pictures, John, I sent you of all, I sold them because Laura didn't want to play them, so I got some money back from them. But no. I had all the new all the new adventures, all the all the, the role system, all that kind of stuff. And I went, yeah, we got this for your birthday. She's like, yeah, I don't want to play that. I'm like, it's going on eBay now. <laughs> it's all <laughs> last year, Dad. <laughs> yeah, come on, Dad. It's boring. <laughs> well, so to, unless you have something, Leslie, I don't want to cut you off. 
Oh, I was just going to say something that you guys do naturally, and I don't know if you know you do it, is you share the spotlight really well, too. And that's something else important in role-playing games. Like, when you're creating your character, and you're, like, super excited about it, you're like, I love my character, and this is great, you still have to, like, you share the spotlight, right? You, like, let everybody have their moment, you know? And you guys do that very naturally, and just kind of, you know, bing, 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 bing. But, yeah, just something else well, to think thinking about. When you get that juice, and you realize that that actually makes it that, that that makes it more fun. Yeah. When when you can all do that together, that's that might be an experience thing, that you yeah. have to actually see it happen successfully to be like, oh, well, that's that's this is preferable. Yeah. You know. So <laughs> that's good stuff. Well, yeah. in, in the runner session with with Kurt and Kevin, like you know, Huxley had his thing, and then you know, for like half an hour. Kurt and Kevin had like their whole thing and I just muted and watched the game. Like that's great for me. Right. Like, cause then, you know, like Kevin said at the beginning, like, Oh, well, you know, it's your show and blah, blah, blah. And like, yeah, but no, like it's never, never not that. Right. So when, when other people are actively doing stuff like this is great because everybody's playing, <laughs> I'm always going to get my time in. Like I'm never worried about that. So when when you guys are able to just run with stuff, like it's so great for me to just enjoy you guys doing things. Yeah. And I think you you know you always like when you're running, you're like, okay, I want to make sure I get to them and then them. And then you're trying to go Ron Robin to make sure everybody's staying involved. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're playing and you have downtime, that's not necessarily bad if it fits in. You can go grab a drink. You can go run in the bath. You know, there's there's stuff, you know, and I think, you know, the, the point John brought up, I think it just flowed from that because of what Huxley went through. He's not going to be up and about and chipper and and chatty. So we've got stuff to take care of first. You know, I, I, I like it when everybody, you know, when you make sure everybody's involved. But if there is a time where you're like, I'm not going to be talking for the next 15 minutes, as long as it's part of it, you know, in your character, you have to realize – you don't have to be your character doesn't have to be the center of attention. Yeah. And also, if you are coming back and you are the focal point for that session or that, you know, that scene, make sure you it's not just about you. Make sure you and that's what I try to do. OK, well, how what, what, what would I say to Kurt's character? What would I say to John's character just to make sure or to take a note to follow up with them in character of, oh, this is what I would say to them. Because, yeah, n nothing's worse than, you know, 4E combat when you're waiting 45 minutes <laughs> to go through everything. Because then you're like, okay, it's, you know, you said it's you could make sure it is flowing. And downtime's a good thing mm -hmm. as long as it's, you know, part of the narrative. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I could watch you guys just go forever. I'll just be sitting there with my popcorn. <laughs> 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 and I think to John's point, that last session, so before that, there were a couple more as combat intensive as they could be for when we play, right? We did have some, you know, we're not throwing dice 80 times. Yeah, you know, we yeah, did it yeah. build narratively. But I was really excited going into last week because I had a whole shitload of questions and stuff. I'm like, I got to do this. I got to talk to them. I got to make sure I don't forget this. And it all mm -hmm. kind of flowed in that one session. Mm -hmm. And it was literally thank Christ. Cause now I don't have to make sure I don't forget <laughs> that because I wanted to do these things, yeah. Yeah. you know, to make sure to, for the, for the story and the character. And it was what should have been next up 
the fact that it all just kind of flowed and it went from John's character doing this to Kirk doing that and then me doing that and then the interactions and how it played out. I'm like, okay, that worked out really well because I was really chomping at the bit. I'm like, I'm going to forget all this stuff if we don't do it soon. And that's why I just kept making sure I was put a notepad to make sure it was down because those were important things that Jesse had prompted me before. And I'm like, I'm going to forget and Jesse's going to be pissed because, you know, he probably set up this big thing that I just, it just went over my head. So, yeah. yeah. When you got slapped, it was amazing. Like it yes, was so, oh, it was so good. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm glad because that's, that's what I was kind of expecting the way, the way Jesse was playing her. I'm like, okay, well this ain't going to end good for Smokey because she's going to be pissed. And you know, the, I'm like, okay, well this is how he would handle it. Right. Cause that's probably not the first time he's been punched or slapped. Right. And he could understand why it was coming, why she felt that way, but his comeback to her of what him and Zachi were all about, you know, you know, I'm like, okay, well, I, that's not metagaming. That's not trying to twist it around. That's exactly what their life shapers are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both of them. You know, they got lumped with him. So, you know, that that's the way it's going to play out. So I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad Jesse went that way with it. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad it played out that way because it did, it did, it was, it was really good. It was really fun. Yeah. Yeah. So, so to piggyback on, on, on this, because now, now we're in it. Um, hour and a half in um where do you draw your motivation from either a when you're playing or like you know just getting into character like where where does all that like is it just simply like oh i have a life shaper for you know uh you know for nash for guilt or you know uh protector or whatever those sorts of things right and they don't always come into play like all the time but also mm -hmm. like it it informs how the character moves through the world. Um, so I don't know, like, is, is it simply something like either answering the questions or having, you know, a life shape or a flaw that you sort of, you know, double down on and like, that's the way the character move or, or, or are there other things in play to, to, to motivate you and or the character? Mm. I think I'm a people pleaser in my personal life, right? Whether it's work or whatever, you know, making sure, you know, it, you know, the, the, the work attitude over here compared to the States, right? Mm. I get yelled at for checking my phone after five o'clock all the time. And I'm like, look, it's just the way I am. I can't help it. I'm an IT guy. If I see an email and shit's going wrong, <laughs> I'm going to, you know, I'm going to try to help right. out kind of thing. So from a playing standpoint, it's almost like putting a puzzle together. This is my character. This is what I want them to do. But I also want to see how it goes with everyone else. And not from a metagamey standpoint, I don't want to be like, okay, well, Jesse, I think Jesse wants us to do this. So Smokey will say that to get us to that point. But I think I, you know, I don't want to be that chaos agent unless it's, you know, unless it's required and I rolled it or whatever. I want to, I want everything to flow. I don't want to be the roadblock of, you know, Jesse wrote, you know, five pages of stuff in, you know, Smokey just goes, okay, hi, bye. And that was it. You know, I want to make sure everybody gets everything out of it. Uh, so unless a role tells me I can't do it, you know, my motivation is always, this is my character. This is how I want to play them. I want to play this game to the fullest, not, being a munchkin where I've got to do everything, but I want to get the most out of it. I just don't want to go from A to B. I want to 
see the trees and the route along the way. So that's why I always try to, you know, whether that's putting myself in danger or, you know, whatever, you know, whatever I got to do to make sure he's do my character's doing what they're supposed to do, but also eh, having fun, right. And mm-hmm. getting the most out. Of it. It's not a video game where I just want to get to the end. I, you know, I want to hear everyone else's stories. They, somebody wrote something to get us here. Let's hear it. Let's hear the descriptions of everything. You know, Jesse, Jesse's creating a whole new world yeah. with different verbiage and descriptions and all that. Well, let's hear it because that's why we're here. If not, we wouldn't be playing this game. We'd be playing something else that's, you know, kind of standard. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So, <clears throat> gosh, I'm not, I'm not exactly sure how to answer the question. I think, you know, like when I'm playing the character, it's a combination of like riffing off of the other players and then riffing off of what the DM is presenting in front of me, right? So that kind of like chemistry mm-hmm. how things are kind of like coming out and how the information is going. I would agree with Kevin that like I'm going to, I mean, because I run games all the time myself, so I kind of want to help the game master out by like engaging in the plot and moving it along right in some some way fashion or form um but at the same time i'm like i'm also like just as important as the the relationship between the characters right so i'm i'm also trying to like you know further develop that or you know make you know look for opportunities for uh, the cool stuff between our characters to bring that out or talk about it or have it be relevant to what's going on right so i don't know it's kind of like a chemistry set like a little bit of this a little bit of that you know (laughs) 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 trying to get it just that (laughs) what about you john beta i'm talking about motivation right that's what we're on like uh i mean it's always for for me it's always been like why why the character whatever character i'm making and why am i there <laughs> you know that's why like like you know what grabbed me with the midnight setting everything that makes ogden the the orc guy there uh him has to do with with that setting so his motivation is is heavily uh it's it, it's all, it's involved in that whole thing with orcs in that world you know with mm-hmm. with, with with reggie it was getting called in to help realizing that it was something that was sort of aligned with what he was already kind of starting for himself. And it was just like being in that, being in that uh, environment with Nash is the motivation. Like, it's just, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, I draw from whatever's I draw from, from the starting point and then I draw from what happens, you know, between the individual characters and like the, the GM is, is is the driver of that to me i mean it's like you you keep feeding stuff to motivate then i'm going to find motivations there and that's i don't know if that makes sense um yeah and even working back the other way right you're you're looking maybe for some prompts from them because you know this is my character this is what i want them to do whoever's running has some ideas i don't want my character just to be that let's see where this takes me, right? Maybe it is just that, okay, I have no idea. Let me see what the keeper says to get us where we're going because I'm sure he has some ideas because there's always those hooks. You know, the the person running it wants to know about your character and their backstory because they're going to write stuff in to hook you in. So let's let's draw it out of you, whether it's because you're having an off night and you're like, I got nothing, I can't think of anything. Or 
I'm interested what okay, Jesse's gonna cook up something. I know it. Let's try to drag it out of him, you know, in that way to get you know, you said the the bouncing off each other, not just the players themselves, but also you know, the person running it, because they're gonna have some ideas too, if it's something they created. Mm-hmm. Like in a in a perfect world, if if you're giving the the GM something with your role play to mess with you, that that that's you know it's like motivation works both ways. You know, I just like back when I was running, I remember there'd be situations where I would jump on anything a player would throw out there by accident or otherwise, and just you know just a twist, you know, and it works almost every time because it came from them. Mm-hmm. So if you're playing a character and you're playing the role and you feel like, you know, it's again, it ha- this, the circumstances have to be aligned for that to work that way. But when it does, that's, you know, that's motivation. <laughs> I don't know how many times we've said, don't give him any ideas because me, John and <laughs> Kurt will be yeah. just be goofing around. And we say, well, wouldn't that be weird if this happened? Holy shit, this is going to be next. And it's like, well, don't, oh. give, Jesse, don't oh, give Jesse any are, ideas. Yeah, Those are great. Those are yeah. great. <laughs> You guys used to yell at me all the time in the Rogue Trader game. Stop, just shut up. Why are you talking? <laughs> <laughs> well, because no one's going to know what he's going to come up with. I don't well, trust Neil, you know, at all. So <laughs> it's going to come back twisted some way and it's going to bite us in the ass real bad. That's a good <laughs> distrust. That's a good, that's a well, good yeah, yeah, example yeah, 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 of distrust. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. We just came up with something really effed up. Neil's going to use it somehow, and I know it because he, he's not going to forget it. It's going to come back around. <laughs> That's yeah. But that was also the character you were playing, right? There were times where you were a bit loose-lipped, you know, whether yeah. it was the character or John when we were all just goofing around because right. half the session was just us, you know, goofing around with each other in the session. Mm-hmm. Oh, wouldn't it be funny? Or that was pretty good. And then it's like, okay, well, Neil's going to use this somehow. <laughs> <laughs> So I have a question, sort of. Would you say, like kind of based off of the stuff that we've talked about, that if you were kind of trying partially to define a really good character, that you can't do it in a vacuum, that the best characters happen because of the relationship between the characters? For sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think that kind of comes across just like from what everybody has been saying. But. And I think that's a miss when when everybody does, you know, quote unquote, session zero. It is the get the paper, roll the numbers, pick a name, and this is what it is. I think that that focusing on, like you said, how, do they know each other? How do mm-hmm. they know each other? Why? You know, like the you know, the who, what, when, where, why, how, you know, mm-hmm. fleshing that out before you start playing. Or, you know, or you're coming in cold, right? You all just wake up and you start staring at each other. That could be part of the game too, but that setting of that, those, those interactions of the knowledge that has to be pretty early in the game because then that will get people bumping off each other. Like you said, then they start, the ideas start bouncing. Unless it's specifically, you don't know shit about shit, go out. But unless that's the case, it should be either in that session zero or, Right off the bat, hi, my name is, this is what I do, and do I know you, that kind of thing. So I've had really the know. most success when running games, having the better, having more success and better role play with groups that aren't as established as you guys are and aren't as like meshed, well meshed as you are. That session zero, making sure that people have character connections and backgrounds together, at least one other person you're close to, maybe one other person you have some conflict with, like building that before the game ever starts 
way more successful role play overall, like over the long term. And when like I read that in role books, I think, well, that's just standard, right? Everybody knows that. Yeah. But if yeah. you're not really thinking about it, it slips your mind. So yeah. it is good, you know, the life shape, you know, the life shapers in core, you know, put these down because mm-hmm. everybody makes the assumption of, oh, of course, we're going to know that when we're playing. I just skip over that in the role book for whatever system, but it gets missed. And then, then it's a detriment. Then you take two sessions just trying to get that back and it's uncomfortable where no one's really taught. Okay. Well, who's that? Why would I, why would I, why would I jump in front of a bullet for this person? Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. So, you know, I, I always used to think, Oh, that's yeah, ignore that part, but it, it should be there because that is, oh, yeah. it makes everything so much easier. The, I have the perfect example because I did the classic thing where I was going to run a one shot. And now like three years later, <laughs> it's still going, <laughs> it's still going. Right. And, and I mean, there have been times when the role plays has struggled a little bit. Like we, we have a great group and they love each other and they have fun playing together and it is a fun game, but there is a certain surfaceness to the, to the interactions because there wasn't a lot of depth to the characters and when the characters were built and we didn't have any connections between the characters. So, you know, and, and I, and I've watched it play out and it's been very interesting. And I learned a lot from that experience. I was like, well, I'm going to do it again. (laughs) (laughs) And then I started running a different game where I I was very purposeful about the connections. And I think in midnight, I've tried to be very purposeful about the connections between the characters. And I feel like it really helps. And I I think some of that come comes from playing across different systems right because you get little bits of that in different things like aliens has your your buddy and your rival and mm-hmm. you know fiasco you're creating connections at the table between the you know player left and right you know core's got life shapers and uh, savage worlds has faults and all these different things so you know when you get to play different things you begin to then just incorporate all the bits that mm-hmm. you like regardless of the system you're playing like oh this works here and i like that so we're just going to use that yeah, then, you know when you have a group like you know what we have, then, then it just becomes part of the zeitgeist, right? Like we just even without thinking about it, we're doing that, and and yep. like we didn't start with a session zero. I don't feel like, but we s- certainly incorporated that very quickly thereafter to to really kind of figure out like what you know what does everybody expect? What are we doing? What do you guys want to play? What's interesting? You know what are you guys thinking about? Um, you know, what do we want to do, you know, collectively, like, where is this going to go? Uh, and I feel like all those things are really important to get that buy in, to get that motivation, to have all those connections, like all the things that we've been talking about stem from that. Like, Hey, do you want to play X game? Sure. And then you don't just show up and roll dice and everybody brings a character. Like you can, and that's, if that works for you, that's great. That's fine. But also establishing that whole network of stuff. Ah, it's just, it's, it, it makes everything not only so much easier, but so much better mm-hmm. uh, and so much more satisfying. 100%. <laughs> I learned that lesson. <laughs> yeah, we, I have been very lucky with the people that I have had the pleasure to play games with over, you know, the, the time that I have been playing, uh, mm-hmm. con games, notwithstanding. Um, but, but all the podcasts I've been on, all the people I've met, all the people that have come through the show. I, I mean, you, you guys are awesome. Like it's not, 
this this like this is it right like we're all friends like we hang out like we don't just play games uh, you know what i mean like this this is this yeah. is family stuff and it's yeah. it's fantastic and it makes all the other stuff easier <laughs> it does yep it does for sure for sure it's an embarrassment of riches. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm not sure you guys realize how lucky you are. Because <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. it is for real a thing. Yeah. Yeah. I love stealing from different systems for sure. I do that all the time. Every time I run a new system, I'm always like, Ooh, okay. Well, Cause everybody has home rules. I mean, that's the, no matter what you do, you could have an 800 page rule book there's going to be something that someone does. It's just, that just feels weird. I don't like that. I'm sure there's things that we did when we weren't doing core. It was like that. That just doesn't feel right. Let's do it this way. You know, Neil picking and choosing what to do just cause it just didn't feel, it didn't feel right. You know, we can run a crunchy game if we want to, but if not, everybody's going to, you know, do that. It's, you know, it could be, you know, down the line, everything roll. It has to be within this and that, but, you know, if you're not doing it, then who cares? Who cares what you're doing? Who cares if, you know, backstab has to be this way or that way? As long as you're having fun with it, you know, then it doesn't really matter. Well, and it's, yeah. it's setting the expectation too, right? Like if you come into the game and it's like, it's going to be this, you know, I assume it's this because I read the rule book. And then you're like, no, it's not that. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. well, what are we doing? Like, what, what, where are the grand rules? But, you know, again, if you have that session zero and you have all those conversations on the front end, like when I, I ran Star Wars Saga, which was terrible. Um, but, you know, before we play, like, hey, do you guys want to play? Sure, let's play Star Wars. Okay, well, what do you want to do? Are we playing within the timeline? Are we creating our own timeline? Are we just, like, in some random place? Do you guys just want to, like, have sex with Ewok? Like, I don't know what you want to do. You tell me what you want to do, and then we'll do the thing, right? Like, because I don't know. Like, this could, we could do anything, right? Like, it's up to you what what we're going to do. There's a term that Brennan Lee Mulligan uses and I, when he's talked about jamming. Um, he's in Dimension 20, uh, and he says it's the promise of the premise. And and I, mm. I love that phrase yeah. because I use it now a lot because when I'm setting up a game and I'm having like that session zero and I'm talking to people about their characters and I'm saying, okay, this is, this is the promise of the premise. This is where we're going. Like, this is the, this is the drive. This is the feel. This is the end. You know, this is what, you know, whatever. And like, if you can capture that successfully in some sort of description, you know, like, like it's the end of the world you are just trying to go out in a blaze of glory. And that is the promise of the premise. And like how we're going to get there, we don't know. Yeah. I'm going to throw things in your path and we're going to see what happens. But this is what we're doing. And I think when you have that kind of like information and you give people that, it really gives them a lot to go on character-wise too, right? Like you go to build a character, that character in that scenario is going to be very different from a character in a different premise. Yeah. So well, and I, I was unfamiliar with the setting completely. Mm-hmm. So when we started, it was like, oh yeah, we're gonna do like a whole thing tonight. I'm like, fuck tonight, but we want to play Saturday. What the fuck, Jesus Christ? Okay, I got uh, on in. I guess right, sure, let's do it. But like in like three or four days, like Burgess is just as much yours as he is mine, because we went through 
And you were like, well, what about this? Well, how about this? Or what if it's this? Or blah, blah, And, like, it just all came together just on that. Mm-hmm. Like, we did a group thing or two group chat things, but then, like, just through the Discord, just pulling out all of those things. Mm-hmm. But I, I wouldn't have come up with that on my own. Yeah. Right? Like, it, he, he's a collective effort. <laughs> and is he's better for it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's 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 good when you do that character building together with the GM, with the with your other players, like you know that that whole thing. It just it's just it's just the extra. <laughs> so it makes everything go better, and yeah. it makes the all the interactions go better, right? You're not coming in, someone's not coming in trying to blow it up, whether by accident or on purpose. Yeah, saying yeah, this character doesn't fit anything for the premise, right? It doesn't yeah. make any sense and it's going to be a pain in the ass for me to try to shoehorn them in exactly you're not going to have fun because you're you know sticking out you don't fit in so you're not going to have fun playing that so gm should have fun too (laughs) not gonna lie not to throw dan under the bus but i kind of felt like that was dan's character when we started in the oh yeah yeah dude like what's up let's fucking we're gonna go kill some shit or whatever and i'm like "Mm, i I don't know if this fits in the setting (laughs) yeah yeah I mean, I, you know, Dan seemed like a nice enough guy and all, but like it was—it was a weird juxtaposition with everything else that was happening. <laughs> you know, it's funny because like he and I have gamed together for a really long time, so I like he—you know—kind of like how you guys sort of have a trust with each other because you've played for a really long time. I have the same sort of thing with him, where it's like we've played together long enough that I'm like, at some point, I know I can just like reel that shit in and it'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> But that's just time and experience, you know what yeah. I mean? Like you're like, yep. okay, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> but that's another thing for a player, right? That's an important thing. Mm-hmm. If someone's okay, th- this is going to sound harsher than it is, but if someone tells you to shut up, not in character, shut up, but you know, as a player, you need to shut up. Don't take yeah. it personally, right? You, yeah, you have to know, like you said, you have to have that trust of okay that's not going to work or you're blowing everything up. It's not really yeah. because yeah, it, you're all, it's supposed to be cooperative, right? Mm-hmm. It is a cooperative thing yeah. and don't take it personally. Cause you may have something in your head where like, this is going to be amazing until you say it out loud. And it's like, wow, this is really dumb. And I didn't realize <laughs> it. You know, so if someone says, yeah, don't do that or shut up. Don't say that, you know, take, you know, take their advice because take then you can, well, yeah, because then they'll expect that back. Right. And that if I'm, I want people to point out that I'm doing it wrong or I'm doing it bad. Mm-hmm. And if, you know, the other way, you know, not to metagame, but as to, yeah, this isn't going to work. It's not fun. Or you're just doing something that's going to derail the fun we're having. Yeah. You know, yeah. Don't take it personally because it is, it's a character thing and it's not a personal thing. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And and you kind of get comfortable with that after a while, I think. You know, you get you pick up on the clues, like you kind of like are watching like how the interactions are going. And I I, I also wrote down like be someone other people want to be around. Like even your character needs to be someone mm-hmm. that other people can tolerate being around at least. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like if the character is just like intolerable, like <laughs> that's gonna be terrible. 
(laughs) (laughs) And you'd be surprised or maybe not surprised at all. But some people really do like roll up that character and they're like, yeah, I'm just going to be so annoying. And you're like, (laughs) (laughs) we'll pick you up later. Yeah, (laughs) I'm I'm the one evil character in the party, but like, I'm still going to work with you, but I'm going to like steal all the things. Like, no, no, Uh. (laughs) like, somebody's going to stab you. Like, it's just not going to yeah. work. Yeah. <laughs> there yeah. are consequences to actions. <laughs> there was one game that I was running. This is years and years ago. And this particular person, the way that they were playing this character, they kept going off by themselves. And like, you've got a group and you've got a group doing all these group things. Right. And if they're constantly like, well, I'm, everybody's over here. I'm going to go into this other room. I'm going to go do this. I'm going to, it was all, you know, and so that's just, it's difficult as a DM. Cause then you're like always having to like split your attention between like different scenes mm-hmm. and, and trying to like sort that out. And like, what does that mean or whatever? And I finally just started killing. the character. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, I was like, you walk into the room and you're swallowed alive. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. stuff like that. Cause like, I was like, you're not going to learn unless I guess I just <laughs> kill your character. I don't know what else to do here. Like yeah. stop. <laughs> This isn't fun for anyone. So that was that was a weird one. I've, I've definitely run into some crazy stuff running games over the years where I've been like, oh, that's a choice. No. <laughs> that was a character choice. Of, oh, interesting. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I just, I hope you guys know, like, yeah, play with, playing with y'all is best. Kevin, I can't wait to play with you next year. Yeah. <laughs> I'm this. always up for I'm always up for anything. We have to get this Corthulhu game scheduled. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's interesting. I was just looking at the character I had uh, made for that. <laughs> oh. We should probably start a new email chain and, okay. and figure out exactly what we're doing. I'm going to have to re- redo characters or whatever. <laughs> and, uh, whatever. <laughs> days for me are pretty easy because they're night. So it's not like I'm interrupting anything. So. I'm pretty flexible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds good. That'll be fun. All right. Did, yeah. did we kick this thing to death? Yeah, I think we've. we've uh, I think so. It's good. Yeah, the key points make sure you have fun. Don't piss anyone else off <laughs> intentionally. Don't yeah. intentionally go, and your character <laughs> will be fine, right? Yeah. yeah right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Be vulnerable, too. It's it's yeah. great stuff. And like find people to play with that you trust, you know, that you can do that with. Yep. Yep. It's good stuff. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, unfortunately we didn't have Kurt or Jesse. Jesse's still making costumes, so I guess no. he was listening. Yeah. Uh, but he's a stage mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But thank you guys for coming on. Uh, it was a wonderful conversation. Us. Scratches that itch that I have. Just kind of fucking. <laughs> <laughs> this is good for me. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. So, cool. so, so thank you. Uh, so we're going to wrap this up. Um, there's links to the show notes. Uh, Kurt's wife, Tracy, makes dice. Midwest Resin Geek. There's an Etsy shop. She makes cool dice. I have some here. I could maybe show them. It's not going to help anybody. I don't know where they are. There's some. <laughs> I have a couple of sets. <laughs> They're really nice. I 
don't know if she takes custom orders. I don't know if it's just what she has on site, but, she, you know, sets of D6s, sets of, you know, like your regular polyhedral sets and all that stuff. Um, not super expensive for resin dice, so check that out. We have a Patreon. Nobody cares. It's fine. We're going to do stuff anyway. But if you want to throw a couple of ducats our way, that's great. If not, whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, there's a link to core products in the show notes. Um, there's a bunch of stuff in there. Uh, John's maybe working on a scenario, so maybe we'll get that published too. I'm theoretically working on a couple of scenarios. God knows what'll fucking happen with that, but whatever. Um, maybe you'll see some stuff. Um, Kevin is working on things, but I think they're Call of Cthulhu. So look for Kevin's name somewhere, maybe. I don't know. I have them. We can put them in the core. I just... Um, um, tell me how to if you give me a template I'll blat them all in I'm quite happy to, to chuck them over so. <laughs> there you go alright we got that going <laughs> Kevin's the only productive one <laughs> <laughs> alright well thanks everybody for checking it out we'll catch you next time bye, bye. oh shit you gotta double click <laughs> <laughs> This podcast is a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop Broadcast Network. For more gaming-related content, please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com.